Welcome to the Digging Deep ATVMX Podcast with your host, Cody Jansen. What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Cody Jansen, and welcome to another highly anticipated episode of the Digging Deep ATV MX podcast, episode 24, presented by CST Tires. We say it every week, and I'll say it again, it continues to be an unprecedented and crazy time in the world right now. The COVID-19 pandemic has caused plenty of stress and uncertainty in our lives. Our hope is to offer you some reprieve from the realities of the world right now and a respite amid the current climate of the COVID-19 outbreak. No changes have been announced since our last podcast, and as of now, the Ironman Raceway event scheduled for May 23rd and 24th will act as the season opener for the ATV Motocross National Championship Series. It costs us nothing to be optimistic, so fingers crossed we can get back to racing as soon as possible, but for now, no news is good news. If you're a regular listener, you know I'm a constant optimist and a glass half full kind of guy. As always, that's what you can expect to hear here on the Digging Deep ATV MX podcast. Last week's show blew up covering all the Pulp MX ATV talk and you all begged for more and there's been some super interesting developments since then so we are pumped to get into that tonight. And it was a big topic again this week on the Pulp MX show so we'll highlight that as we have a ton of things to discuss yet again. If you've been following the saga, as most of you have, you probably know that the Phoenix Racing Honda team switched bikes and quads last week at Club MX. So we got Joel Hetrick and Jeffrey Rastrelli coming back on to talk about that. We'll also be joined by Heath Harrison, one of the professional bike guys who gave the quad a try, so I'm super stoked to hear his stance on this. You also probably heard Justin Brayton rode the Champs quad, so we'll get the inside scoop from Joel, and we'll finish off the ATV motorcycle debate and banter once and for all. We also will be joined by Thomas Brown here shortly, who has an interesting view of all of this, and we'll talk about some of the pictures you may have seen of him motoring down with Trey Kennard. He's got some awesome stories to tell. So pumped to bring you guys another big show tonight. We have plenty to talk about, but first, let's thank all the sponsors that make this show possible. It's an absolute honor to announce our newest partnership with Wienan Motorsports. We all know him as one of the toughest competitors ATV Motocross has ever seen, and Chad Wienan has built a great business within the industry as well. The same products he handpicked to help him win six AMA ATV Pro National Championships are available to you through Wienan Motorsports. He races what he sells, so head over to wienanmotorsports.com to see everything they have to offer and use promo code DIGDEEP to save at checkout. Thanks to Chad Wienan and Wienan Motorsports for further legitimizing everything we're doing here at Digging Deep. It's an absolute honor. Thanks to our title sponsor, CST Tires, csttires.com. The Pulse MXR tire is the best tire on the market no matter what the terrain. Join the CST takeover today or prepare to be beat by someone who did. CST tires, where passion meets the ground. Thank you to Motorsports Powerhouse and show sponsor, Yamaha. We are proud to be partnered with the winningest manufacturer of the past decade in ATV motocross and the number one OEM supporter of ATV racing. The Digging Deep ATV MX podcast is Team Blue Crew. Thank you, Yamaha. Check them out at YamahaOutdoors.com. Thanks to another member of Racing Royalty and longtime sponsor of my personal racing efforts, Valvoline. For over 150 years, Valvoline has been dedicated to innovating and improving your riding and driving experience. The world's oldest oil company still leads the charge with unrivaled products and lubricants. Thank you to Team Valvoline for coming on board. 
We are proud to be partnered with Gripped Gloves. Gripped is an ATV rider owned and operated brand with a rider in mind and keeping costs affordable the goal. This Michigan-based family operation recognizes riders' desire to showcase their identity with eccentric colorways and crazy patterns, something not often found in the work of big manufacturers. Here to push stereotypes and limitations, Gripped is driven to produce a glove with cool colors and designs that won't break the bank. Get a grip on life. Check them out today at gripgloves.com. That's G-R-I-P-T gloves. Dot com and use discount code DIGGINGDEEP10 to save. Thank you to SSI Decals. SSI Decals was a key contributor to Team USA's winning efforts at the Quad Cross of Nations, Joel Hetrick's 2019 Pro Title, my national championship last season, as well as Chad Weenan's program that tasted victory in Daytona. Simply put, SSI Decals is the choice of champions everywhere. Their track record speaks for itself. Champions choose SSI Decals for their unmatched look and quality. Thanks to those guys. Check them out at SSIDecals.com. Thank you to DID Racing Chain and their 520 ATV2 X-Ring Chain. Team USA, Joel Hetrick, and myself all trusted DID's unrivaled chain quality all the way to championship victory this past season. Wherever you go, go with DID. Thank you, Namira Technologies. Namira, pistons with an attitude. Namira has led the charge in the ATV and side-by-side -side markets since 2001 with their wide array of pistons, rings, gaskets, and industry-leading top-end repair kits. Visit your local dealer or online at namira.com. That's N-A-M-U-R-A.com. Also, a big thanks to Bronco ATV and UTV components. Bronco has been the industry leader in replacement hard parts and accessories for all makes and models for over 15 years. Whether it's electrical components, engine internals like rods and cylinders, suspension parts or bearing kits, Bronco is your hard part source when it comes to whatever you need for whatever you ride. BroncoATV.com Thanks to 4Works Carbon for the continued support. Known for their hoods, seat covers, array of carbon parts, and so much more, 4Works is your one-stop shop to give your ATV a new and improved look with increased function for 2020. New year, new look with 4Works Carbon. Head over to their social media pages or website today Thanks to 4Works Carbon. Thanks as always to Evans Waterless Power Sports Cooling. Upgrade to Evans now to avoid overheating and boil over next time you hit the track. When conditions are at their worst, Evans is at its best. Use discount code DIGGINGDEEP20 to save at checkout, evanscoolant.com. Thanks to DP Brakes, the unquestioned leader in motorsports and power sports braking. DP is the brand responsible for allowing Joel Hetrick, myself, and so many others to outbreak the competition every time we hit the racetrack. It's not too late to join the team, so act fast. www.dp-brakes.com Thanks to Blenders Eyewear, whose life and forward motion brand is the perfect fit to partner with our podcast. You wouldn't find better shades for a more attractive price anywhere else. Use discount code DIGGINGDEEP20 to save on the trendiest shades in the market. BlendersEyewear.com Thanks to Oats Overnight. Life is hard. Make breakfast easy. Simply combine with milk before bed and enjoy your to-go breakfast in the morning. Overnight oatmeal loaded with superfoods perfect for athletes. Use discount code DIGGINGDEEP10 to save at checkout, OatsOvernight.com. Thank you, Mountaineer Brand. If you know me, you know I love my beard. That's why I treat it right with Mountaineer Brand's all-natural washes, oils, balms, and more. Use discount code CODY'S FAVE in all caps, that's C-O-D-Y, S-F-A-V in all caps, Cody's Fave at mountaineerbrand.com. Thanks to Avocado Green Mattresses. We all know that sleep and rest are an important part of any athlete's routine. 
Avocado's line of natural mattresses provides exactly the support you need to ensure you perform at your best while doing the best for the planet. The Avocado mattress offers zone back support with an internal support unit, meaning whether you are recovering from a hard day of riding or relaxing on a Sunday morning, you are experiencing next level comfort. With a 100 night sleep trial, free shipping and return pickups, and a 25 year warranty, getting your Avocado green mattress could not be any easier. Step up your sleep game by visiting avocadomattress.com. You know what's coming next. We are proud to be partnered with Roman Health. On average, how many days would you guess the average American has to wait to see a doctor? The answer is 29 days. Americans are forced to wait 29 days on average to see a doctor in major U.S. cities. If you're dealing with a condition like erectile dysfunction, you want treatment ASAP. That's why our friends at Roman have spent years building a digital platform to connect you with a licensed doctor in your state from the comfort of your own home. Roman makes it convenient to get the treatment you need on your schedule. Just grab your phone or computer, complete a free online visit, and you'll hear back from a U.S. licensed physician within 24 hours. If the doctor decides that treatment is right for you, Roman's Pharmacy will ship your medication to you for free with two-day shipping at no cost to you. You also get free unlimited follow-ups with your doctor anytime you have questions or want to adjust your treatment plan. There are no commitments and you can cancel anytime with Roman. So if you're struggling with ED, go to GetRoman.com digging for your free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com digging for your free online visit and free two-day shipping. And finally, we are proud to announce our new partnership with Factory 43. Factory 43 was born in 2007, making Nerf bars for the Suzuki LTR, Honda TRX 450R, and Yamaha's YFZ. The brand soon added bumpers and grab bars and now has had parts available for all sports quads for years. The racer-owned company strives to offer a quality product that installs easy, looks good, and holds up over time. For 2020, Factory 43 is the aluminum parts choice of the Phoenix Racing Honda team, providing riders like Joel Hetrick, Jeffrey Rastrelli, Chris Boric, and Grayson Eller with motocross and cross-country versions of their Evo Nerf Bar and MX-style bumpers. Head over to Factory43ATV.com to see their full line of products. Thanks to Factory 43 for coming on board. From our new partners to our original sponsors, thanks for supporting the number one podcast in ATV racing and for making this dream a reality for both us and our listeners. We pride ourselves in partnering with only the best brands inside and outside of the industry so better your riding experience and your lifestyle by supporting the sponsors who support us. And if you enjoy the show, the best thing you can do is support our partners. If you're interested in becoming a partner of the show, shoot me a message or email today for more details. We are running a special partnership rate to assist small businesses during these difficult times. So now is the time to get on board at a cheaper rate to keep your brand relevant during this downtime. Messenger email us today. Once again, thanks to all of our sponsors. Okay, guys, so I'm here with my better half, Brooke, who many of you will remember after her popular appearance on episode 18, which was awesome. She's the one credited with calling this whole saga apples to oranges, and we've been riding that wave throughout. She wanted to jump on to help me lead into all the awesome content ahead on this episode of the podcast. And let me preface the remainder of this episode by saying that a couple weeks back when the Pulp MX guys first brought up quad racing. It wasn't the look I wanted for the sport that I love, but we saw it as an opportunity. It was a cracked open door. And if we played our cards right, we could maybe turn it into a positive for our sport. Well, we pushed all the right buttons and it blew up. There's been more quad talk than ever before. And I'm proud of the role that digging deep played. 
I felt really good about the message we sent and I'm going to double down on all the respect, all the positivity because I want the ATV community to be proud. I want them to be proud of the people who are speaking for them and I want the bike guys to be able to say, you know what, those quad guys aren't what the stigma of a typical quad guy is. They're cool, they're down to earth, they're badass in their own right. And that's just, that's the message that I want to send for these people. And that's why we're doing another episode of the podcast on the same topic. I haven't introduced you here, but I said you're here with me. What, I mean, you've been with me throughout this whole thing. We've been conversing about, you know, this whole topic, this whole Mm -hmm. time. So, um, just kind of open the floor for you on this. Thank you. So I agree with everything, obviously that you said, we've had multiple conversations between the two of us on this topic, but I really feel like this debate has moved into personal opinions on specific people, specific riders, and it's just less about factual information about the sports in general and what it takes to ride both machines. So I actually Googled um, facts and factual information, and then I Googled opinions. And I just kind of want to share the definition of both of them. Um, So facts were defined as something that is proven to be true. Factual information was defined as information obtained from an encyclopedia or almanac. And Google defines an opinion as a view or judgment that is not necessarily based off of a fact or knowledge. And all that being said, I think it's absolutely amazing that you have the platform that you do to be able to voice your positive opinion on trying to better the relationship between the ATV and bike community. And I don't know that this debate has followed the road you've paved, but has become kind of just more of that personal opinion and kind of an attempt to gain personal fame and gain by a few people and, and using you and this platform to do so. And I don't know, it, that to me just feels like it's not, not what you've hoped for or really stand for. Yeah. I mean, obviously in, in the podcast world, I mean, there are things being said just for radio talk, right? I mean, well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, so that's part of it. So you know, there's not. That's it's not. Diff- a, that's totally different. Absolutely, though. absolutely. So I, I didn't even know the road that this thing was going to take. I guess you... my stance the whole time was that we're going to have a positive outlook. Yeah, ex- ex- no exactly. No matter, no matter what happens, we're going to turn this into a positive at all costs. Which I, I really love that about you. That's, I mean, top of the list. Yeah, I mean, I just I knew it was an opportunity and no matter what, I wasn't cool with um, how this whole deal started. And and we were able to, again, just try to turn it into a positive. We took it as an opportunity and we ran with it and and uh, it's turned into more ATV talk than ever before. So I wanted to bring you on because you're you're the best communicator that I know. Um, I loved your I love your unbiased voice of reason. And that's one of the reasons why I love you. I mean, that that's why I loved the idea of getting you on here quick to talk about this because you just, I, I always respect your opinion. And even through this whole saga, as we, as you and I conversed about it, you don't have to have been around ATV racing this whole time to have a stance and kind of seeing the two takes from the two sides. So mm-hmm. there's just, for me, it's all about togetherness. It's all about respect. And, and Brooke, you said it best. Um, and that's, I mean, that's kind of even what planted the seed on getting you on here quick, but you said, if you want to be respected, you have to respect each other. And, and I couldn't have put it any better myself. Yeah, no, for sure. So respect that other people are allowed to have opinions. That goes such a long ways. We all view the world so differently 
and view particular riders and sports differently. And we're all drawn to things that reflect our own personal strengths rather than reflect our weaknesses. And along with that, going back to apples versus oranges, people are allowed to only like apples or only like oranges. So if you only like apples and you put it in a bowl with a hundred of the best oranges the world has to offer, it could be the crappiest apple, but since you only like apples, you're still going to say that that's the best fruit in the barrel. And you having that opinion is absolutely okay. Only liking apples doesn't make it a fact that oranges are any less or aren't good. It just means you prefer apples. That's it. <clears throat> it literally stops right there. What I think is backwards is trying to argue that one is better than the other when they aren't even the same. And you have your own taste. So if you know someone doesn't like oranges, why would you argue that oranges are better? They don't like them. That doesn't mean oranges are bad. It's not supposed to be a war. It's not supposed to be, you know, one side versus the other side. You know, when we, t I mean, a, a competition uh, has come up throughout this whole thing. And when we talk about a playful competition between ATVs and a typical, you know, motocross guy, it's to show that both bikes and quads have bad dudes riding them. So, I mean, let's not let this divide us. Let's mm -hmm. use this as an opportunity to respect each other, coexist, and bring each other together. I mean, that's that's my stance. Uh, yeah, no, I absolutely agree. And to drive that home, that's why we're here right now. Yeah, and I, this does go back to to give respect, get respect, and treat other people in ways that you'd like them to treat you. But you aren't going to gain others' respect by trying to force them to like oranges. You will by telling them the fact about oranges and why you like them, but trying to force others to agree with your opinion on a public platform seems a little backwards to me and definitely not going to make people want to respect you. But giving an opinion also does not make it a fact. Absolutely. It's healthy to respect that they have their own opinion and it doesn't make your opinion any less and it doesn't yeah. make your opinion wrong and it doesn't make anyone's opinion a fact. That's the, and that's fun with what's coming forward uh, ahead on this podcast is we got a really uh, diverse kind of uh, group okay. of guys that we're going to talk to. So um, should be really good. A bunch of different takes and stuff like that. But yeah, the guys that have seen both sides aren't the guys offering hot takes. The guys that are offering hot takes are the guys that don't see the other side. So you know, we all loved the sport. We all love this sport. The 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 sport is better though when we're all together. Both sides take an insane amount of talent and respect is deserved all around, plain and simple. I agree with that, babe. Um, I'm so happy that someone like you who views the world in such a positive light has the opportunity to share your opinion. So for those who haven't seen it, I wrote something on social media and it read, if someone torches a house to the ground, a good house that needed minor repairs, but still a great house, and they absolutely burnt it. And a couple guys come in and they work really hard and diligently at rebuilding the house bigger and better than it was before it was torched. The one who torched it does not deserve any credit. The ones who put all the effort into rebuilding it deserve all the credit. I know you guys don't do this for the credit or the pat on the back, but you have worked so hard and the way you've maintained your positivity through all of this has been really awesome and none of it goes unnoticed. And I just think it speaks volumes that along with your opinion, there are people like Thomas and Joel and Jeffrey and others that share similar, if not identical views as you. And it's been awesome having positive people help you rebuild this house. So freaking awesome, babe. 
Yeah, I mean, I obviously I appreciate the kind words. We we don't. I mean, you see it firsthand, but I don't do any of this no. for for myself. I don't I don't want any personal recognition. That's not why I do this. Um, I do it for the sport. You know, I started this for the sport, and you know, throughout we were just we we're having fun, offering some more some more coverage for people that love it mm-hmm. as I do. And then we got to a, a point here where. Yeah, like I saw it as an opportunity. Like, hey, we need to we need to change this um, for ATV racing. Like, we we need a better look than than what we were given, and uh, we took it. We ran with it, and for the second week in a row, they're talking about you know ATVs yeah. on pulp, and uh, I guess we're here to kind of follow that up, kind of finish off this debate. Cap but it off. again, it's all about respect i mean both both ways it's not yes again like i like i said in the in the a a little bit earlier um we're not trying to have this divide us it's a we need to use this as an opportunity to see it as both sides both sides are badass but we need to coexist we need to bring each other together we need to respect each other so now that you know you know basically our exact stance on this saga and it's a strong opinion. It can't be mistaken. <laughs> but just as Steve's strong opinion, as you'll hear later on the podcast, Steve's strong opinion is there's no, I mean, it's no chance that an ATV guy can can hold a candle to a dirt bike guy as far as talent goes, what they're capable of. I mean, I guess our strong stance is that both sides are badass. So I don't uh, know that he found that in an encyclopedia or an <laughs> almanac. So I don't know that it's a fact. It's an opinion and he's totally allowed to have it. Mm-hmm. He's allowed yep. to be wrong. <laughs> With that, guys, let's start the fun and, uh, and welcome our first <laughs> guest of the night. Those guys were hauling ass. For real. I remember watching Doug Gus, I don't know who it was, Steel City, running the same times Friday afternoon as James Stewart was on Sunday back then at Steel City. Uh, I, I would need to check this out. I, I, I'm dead serious. It was mental. I've never seen quads go that fast. It's not easy, Steve. It's not easy. Listen, JB. I don't <laughs> no, want to hear It's not easy. I don't want to hear Quad leaders are freaking nice. We're pumped to get this guy back on the show. He's a great advocate for us and a big-time supporter of what we do. Brought to you by DID Racing Chain and their 520 ATV2 X-Ring Chain, it's Thomas Brown. Welcome back, buddy. Thanks for giving us your time tonight. Oh, awesome, man. It's, uh, time's not a problem right now. I wish, uh, I wish I was more busy and we were going racing, but uh, times are times right now, and I'm honored to be on here, and I'm pumped you're putting out content like this. This is awesome. I know it's huge. As uh, I've spoken out before, as I'm a huge podcaster and I listen to them all day. So it's uh, great to hear your podcast putting out new episodes all the time and gives me something to listen to in the shop. Oh, I appreciate it. You know, I'm the, I'm the same way, listening to listening to podcast stuff. And, uh, you know, it's guys like you that make uh, that make what we're doing, uh, you know, that much cooler. Without your presence, it's not that cool. So, um, again, happy to have you, of course. First of all, I hope uh, that you and those closest to you are safe. So how is life in Texas? Like, how are you guys managing right now with this whole thing going on? Uh, it's it's different. Uh, both my parents got laid off. I have a little house out behind my parents' place, and so it's uh, it's pretty different with all of us, you know, kind of being laid off right now. I mean, there's no there's no jobs right now, just as far as our family was, because some families, you know, it hasn't affected all because they're they're essential. But unfortunately for everybody on our property, and including Brandy actually too, is uh, our jobs were not considered essential. So it that part's different, but it's part of the world. You know, it's it's what we're going through, and we're staying home and kind of staying. We have stay-at-home ordinance right now, uh, 
I've uh, gone and rode some. I have the track here at the house. So I've been riding here. Uh, Brandy hasn't left but twice since Daytona. And my parents only leave for when they need to go do something. But grocery shopping, we're ordering in. Uh, we order meals in a couple times a week, uh, sometimes small businesses and stuff like that. And then cooking at home. And, man, just uh, we, we don't leave much. So it's that part's different because I'm always on the go. And it's almost getting warm enough for lake season here. So uh, luckily our lakes are still open and be able to get uh, out on the boat here soon. Okay. Yeah. I was, you know, it's obviously great news. I mean, I wish you guys were working. Obviously I wish we were all busy, but uh, happy that nobody's kind of feeling the effects firsthand for you. Um, you know, that's the important, most important thing, of course, but yeah, I mean, I, I had that literally written on my script that you're a on the go, you know, kind of guy. So, uh, you know, are you getting a little stir crazy at all? Like, like, what are you doing to stay busy? Uh, for sure. You know, the crazy part is I'm like, this week's kind of been more towards it than anything. I'm like, all right, I'm ready to get back after it and get going. Like I've, I've been keeping working out and stuff. I've lowered my intensity, but I have lengthened all my stuff. Like my cardios are normally, you know, based around moto length and my pedals are a little bit shorter. And I've been doing, you know, close to, you know, give or take 30 miles every time I'm on the bike and running, you know, five or six miles where normally it's a lot shorter and geared more towards what we do every day. But it's been nice to lower the heart rate a little bit and just go for longer pedals, a little bit slower pace. And, man, uh, that's been fun. Been riding some. The riding is probably the most interesting part because my motos and most of the time when I ride, I go out with a goal. And right now the goal is just to not get rusty. Like, it's not to push. So I haven't been using my uh, Lap King. I haven't really been having Brandy do too many pit boards. And – Honestly, this week I had her go back out there because I'm like, let's just get back after it. Like, I'm, I'm not doing good with this just riding to not get rusty. Let's, let's kind of get back after it. And we've limited our days of riding and limited, uh, like, in some days, like, if I just feel like doing one moto, I just do one moto. Like I said, it's just to kind of keep fluid until we get where I think we're going to go racing. So, and the only real positive out of all this is, man, I've been getting some bikes built. So whenever we go back racing, normally I'm having to build bikes throughout the season. And that's a lot of work. Uh, I do all my own mechanic and I build all my own bikes. And right now I'm, I got my race bike for the next race ready. I've almost got another bike race bike ready. And then the one behind that's not too much further. I have like parts coming in and it's, that's been going good. So I'm, I'm really enjoying that because it's, hopefully once we get going back racing i do believe we will go back racing at some point uh maybe a little less stress-free and i'll be able to focus on uh riding and training then so that's kind uh, of a long-winded answer for you but it's been it's been a difference it's almost like an off season again and i i hate that fact because we did daytona but other than that it's been kind of like pre-off season and other than there's the question of when do we go back Absolutely. Yeah, I was going to, you know, kind of mention that too, you know, I was going to get into, you know, I guess asking you how you don't uh, burn yourself out during this time, but you know, you already talked about that you kind of uh, just making everything a little bit more, uh, you know, like longer distance instead of, you know, being such a sprint and everything like that. So that was kind of where I was going to go with that. And yeah, I mean, same thing. I, I other than doing podcast stuff, I'm, you know, kind of in the shop trying to like, like working on quads is like enjoyment right now. Um, so it's kind of funny how all that works. And I always love working on them, but it just seems like that's like the funnest thing I can do right now. You know, the gyms are shut down and I've been like a little worried um, 
I just, you know, I, I obviously I want to ride, but in the back of my mind too is like, I don't want to get hurt and then have to go to a hospital. And I mean, that's like there a little bit, like, did you, have you thought about that at all? Like, I know you're, you're a calculated guy. So that's why I'm asking. Oh, for sure. You know, I was definitely thinking that at the beginning and I was kind of taking a few days off. And honestly, like right when we found out Texas got canceled and then there was the big break after Texas to South Carolina, and that's before we even knew South Carolina was uh, canceled, is I started taking, like I, I didn't ride much at all and I wasn't too focused and I rode once or twice, but it was definitely real easy. Like I just real easy pace. And I was like, I don't want to push it because I don't want to take that extra little risk. And then that's kind of like when I got to this week until that point, I was, I was taking it like super easy because of that reason there too, is one, not burn myself out, but you know, as well as to keep, you know, not burn myself out, but not get rusty. And this week I was like, all right, I'm going to pick the intensity back up because I guess I was kind of getting bored with that in a way is my track is very demanding and to go ride it and not have a goal is sometimes not the funnest. Okay. Uh, so like I was, we kind of picked it back up and I was nervous about that, but I'm limiting the amount of time I'm riding and I'm making it fun, but there's definitely times in the motor where it's like, okay, I could jump into this corner and throw it in here. Or like something like in a rhythm section, I'm like where I would normally pin it out and I'll just be like, check up a lap. I'm like, okay, it's fine. We can miss a lap. It's not important right now. And it's, it's, man, it's, it's kind of stuttering there, but it's so much calculation on what you want to do and don't want to do. And, I guess uh, me studying right now is kind of like what I do kind of every day when I'm trying to figure out my training because you don't want to get burned out. But at the same time, I'm looking at it right now, we're four or five weeks out and uh, I came into Daytona ready. Like I felt strong, like I was ready to rip and we had a good race going and everything. And I was really happy with my ride uh, result, obviously a different case, but we came in ready. I, me and the four boys had put in a lot of work, uh, coming up to that so was pumped on it and whenever we started getting things canceled I was it kind of bummed me out because I'm like I'm at like I'm not quite peak yet but I'm I'm where I wanted to be it's peaking right about Texas that way I don't peak early and then I have to carry that peakness through the season I want to be at my strongest right around round two or three because uh, it's hard to maintain that for the whole season so super excited but now it's like back to a waiting game and like I said we're five weeks out and I kind of if we're going racing in Ironman like within the next week I need to start going hard again and get back to that where I'm peaking but it's still such a question mark exactly you know as an athlete um you always are like on a on this journey of always getting just trying to get a little bit better and a little bit better and a little bit better so i i totally like even at a lesser level i i feel what you're trying to describe because it's like you should be grinding your ass off right now but you're like i mean we're scheduled to go racing a month from now but that's not a guarantee like you know I mean, do you keep motoring down or do you pull the reins back a little bit? And because not only do you not know if you're going racing a month from now, but also the season's going to seem really long because you've been preparing since January and you're going to race until, you know, till fall. So um, it's definitely going to be different. And like I said, you just don't want to burn yourself out, but you know, you're ahead of the head of the game with the quad building and stuff like that. So uh, that part should be good. But um, 
I'm assuming that you kind of found yourself, you know, after Daytona, like you wanted to hit the ground running, you wanted to go to Texas, you know, that's a home race for you, make everything happen. And, uh, you know, now you're on this hiatus. Yeah, for sure. After Daytona, you know, obviously I was, I was really hot after that race, uh, with the race we ran, man, the rip a start and lead so many laps. And honestly, I, I lost that moto when Chad passed me, uh, obviously me and Joel got into it the last lap and, uh, that sucked. And I don't think Joel purposely took me out by no means. Uh, do I think it was aggressive riding? Absolutely. Uh, watching it like afterwards, I'll go into it a little bit is afterwards he came up to me and I'm like, I'm pissed. Like I am hot. And he straight up was like, man, like I thought it was bad. And I saw a video. You'll change your mind when you see a video. And I'm like, in the back of my mind, I'm like, no way. Like, but I, I told Joel, I said, maybe, but I, I have nothing to say to you right now and try to keep my composure the best I could because up to that point, I was on a podium in Daytona, and four laps before that, I was on the way to a win at Daytona. Right. And I would have been happy leaving there with a third, to, but to get taken out is, is what happened. I got taken out, but was it on purpose? No. So in watching the move, I would have done something very similar to Joel if he was been in front of me and I'd been pushing on him. So with that being said, is it was it was racing. It was a racing incident. It happened, but I left there full hot, and like you said, I, I was ready to get to Texas. I felt like I had good speed, even with that track is, yeah, Joel and Chad were on my butt. And I was, you know, in some ways, I'm sure I was holding them up because they could try to make a move and fall back. But on that track, I knew all I had to do was run tight lines, basically, and you could kind of hold it. So I wasn't running the fastest line. So leaving there, I was excited. Yeah, it's Daytona. It's not a real track. But, man, I between my setup and the way I felt, I was excited to get going on the season. And, heck, even after the race, like, I didn't realize it until – shoot I think I left the race before Brandy told me I got eighth I thought by sure I got like 15th so I was even hotter when I found I got eighth I'm like that we're not out of this we're you know we're still in this and we had we we got the one you know the we got the whole stuff that mattered that day which is big for me you know it was it was a battle and luckily I had a Hogue made a big mistake otherwise he would have had it but I I feel that was a little bit of a veteran experience there is knowing that we couldn't blow it because in the first moto I was the one that made the mistake and I actually hit Joel in the first corner of the heat race coming in there too hot and I'm like I'm not doing that again so that race it was fired up and yeah like you said I was ready to come into Texas and I was ready to race and to go on hiatus now it's man it sucks it's just the only way to it and you're all right we're gonna have a long season and man don't take nothing away as you were saying your level is less level but it's even for my other T-Brown training riders and stuff like that it's I don't really know what to tell them right now. I don't want to be pushing them. I don't want them riding too much. If they want to go ride, go ride and have fun. But I'm not pushing anybody because you, you don't want to burn everybody out because when we get into the heat of summer and stuff like that, that's when we need to be pushing. And if we're, say, Ironman doesn't happen and Muddy Creek happens, we're, what, seven weeks out? Like, that's too early to like, – that's, you know, six weeks about when you want to start really going hard. Right. Uh especially when you were coming in these summer months, cause you're going to have to have some breaks in there. So of course it, it's, it's a, oh man, it's such a guessing game right now. And I hate it, but I know. Uh, the good thing is, is they're, they're, we're trying to be better for the world. And I'm, trust me, I'm the first one over here. Like you said earlier, I'm anxious all the time. And right now I'm one, like, let's open up the country. And I'm not saying let's not, and I'm not saying let's do, I'm not smart enough to make a call either way. <laughs> But if it was me, I would just, let's go. Like, let's, let's yeah. get back to it. It's just, but, un it's uncharted territory for everybody. Right. So none of us know how to attack it or whatever, but 
you know, the, the, the hope and the goal is that, you know, we just, we just want to go back racing, man. It's a guessing game, but that's kind of my gut feeling is that now I'm thinking maybe not Ironman and I'm yeah. hopeful, like, don't get me wrong. I want to go racing Ironman. I do not want to, because the more we reschedule those more chances, they're going to cancel one. And right. the last thing I want to do is cancel. And the other thing is, is the longer they don't have races, the longer some of these people are out of jobs. I'm a constant optimist, but you know, like I said, I have my fingers crossed. I'm hoping for the best. I just want to go racing. Want everybody to be safe though. And I just, uh, you don't know, you don't know if it can, if it can turn around fast enough for that one to happen. So like you said, I mean, we're going to be optimistic that that one happens, but, uh, I don't know. I just, the sooner we can go racing, the better, like all of us just want life to go back to normal. And for us, that means, means being able to go ATV racing. So, um, so yeah, well, I mean, we'll see what is going to happen with that, but uh, let's move on. I'm stoked to talk to you about the next topic. Um, it only seems right because I was using pictures of you promoting our content for the last episode and kind of this, this ATV talk that's been going, going around. So I know that you're a pulp listener and I'm sure that you were tuned into the quad talk last week. Um, you know, I'm a firm believer that it's, it's basically apples to oranges. Um, and it's hard to compare, but it's also like, for me, it's so easy to respect both sides because top level bike guys, top level quad guys, you know, you're all bad dudes. Um, so I guess I'm just going to open it up to you. Where do you stand on this? Tell me what you were thinking, listening to all this go down for the last few weeks. Oh, for sure. So a uh, couple things, I guess there's three points to mine is, uh, First off, is I'm a huge pulp listener, and Steve Mathis, the host, if you're not an average listener, but you're a quad guy that's listening to it now, he comes across as uh, as um, pretty rude and blunt, and that is him totally. Opinionated. So you think he's, he's opinionated. opinionated. Yes, very opinionated, and he stands by it, whether he's right or wrong, and sometimes I think he knows he's wrong, and he's still standing behind it. Cause it makes because for, it, it makes for good radio, yeah. A- absolutely. So with that being said, is if you're listening to this and it's the first time listening, you think he's just bad mouthing quads. Honestly, he gave us a lot of props in there, but you got to look through some of the statements. Uh, and I guess that, so that's kind of my point one is that knowing Steve and like listening to it all the time, he gave us props. He saying that we're fast. He does think the dirt bikes are better than us. And that's his opinion and he can have it. Like, and I'm sure any dirt biker thinks they're better than a quad guy. Uh, and I guess that goes into our first deal is his, he had two parts as the challenge. But the first part is that he thinks basically every ATV guy is a failed motocross guy and that Tomac could go race within like a few months, be a top quad guy. So basically to kind of sum it up, and I think Jeffrey and Joel did as good as we grew up racing quads. We didn't grow up racing dirt bikes. And by the time we knew that we were pretty talented at it, whether or not we could switch to bikes, it was too late. Like it's too big of a risk. Like I make a living doing this. Like if I was to go switch to dirt bikes, all of a sudden I stopped making a living to take a risk on something that I may or may not be able to make it at. So I can't prove this fact wrong or right. But as far as Tomac being on a quad and being able to come out and be a top quad guy, I think he could in like a year with the right training. Like if he came and trained with one of the top guys and learned everything. Sure. Yeah. He could become a top, quad guy pretty quick now a top quad guy i think he could get to where he would be in the pro class and not be a joke by no means do i think he could get to the top five level in a year i don't think so personally now i think he's a bad unit and he's very talented and he's going to do dang good let's just say he gets in the top 
10, around 10th, top 15. So that puts him in the top, let's say, let's just use 5%. Well, I think that you could reverse the roles and you could take a top quad guy and go put us on a dirt bike and give us a year of training. Let's just say, you know, the top bike guys trained with Alden Baker. You put us there in that program, I think that we could become top 5%. But with that being said, is the top 5% is I only got to be the thousandth best dirt biker out there. Their sport is so much bigger. Their numbers are so much bigger of how many people race and ride it is that it's it, – I think you put a percentage, you put into a better perspective. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I think, I mean, Steve, for, for one, like you said, Steve was good to, good to us, wanted us to use his clips. Like he was reiterated to me and I'll say it on, I said it on the last show. I'll say it again. Like he wanted to me to reiterate to ATV people that he has no problem with ATVs and that he just thinks that the dirt bike guys are that badass. Um, the other thing too, and you kind of touched on it there for a second, but yeah, like we were brought up racing ATVs. It's our first love. That's what we love to do. He basically made it sound like nobody loves riding ATVs. It's like a backup plan when you're not a good bike rider, which isn't like, like, isn't true, obviously. Um, and yeah, I mean, you're exactly right with the Eli Tomac thing. That's kind of where I stand on this is top level bike guys, top level quad guys. You're all badass. Like you're all uber talented. Um, so yes, Eli Tomac is going to be able to pick it up. And if, if you give him enough time, he's going to pick up being a good quad rider. That's what kind of athlete he is. He can be like, I totally agree. Could he be a top 10 pro? Yeah. I, I mean, with enough, with enough time. Yes. But the top 10 to top five, and they kept going over top five, there's just, I don't believe that because you top five are the Eli Tomax of the ATV motocross world. You are the Ken Roxons, the Cooper Webbs, like you are the guys that were literally built and have made your whole life about riding the quad as fast as you can. And there's just, there's no way that you just insert somebody into that, no matter who they are after one year. Yeah, for sure. You know, it, like you said, I mean, I'm going to say it again, the top bike guys and the top bike guys, there's a lot more top bike guys than we have top quad guys are bad dudes, man. They, they rip and they're, they're talented. They work hard, you know, all the above, like they, they do not have their success for nothing less. And yes, there's a lot fewer of us that are on the top level of quads. I mean, to be honest, like we don't normally have a full gate in the pro class where they normally have a full gate plus people that aren't making it and their gate holds 40 where ours only holds 20, like just, and there's two classes of them. And it's, it's unreal the talent that they have. But I, I like I said, is I think that it'd be very hard to get top five. And I guess the thing you have saying is with enough time, could Tomac possibly do it? Yeah. You know, if he had five years, I, dude, he could be winning the pro class. Uh, he's definitely talented. You know, I'm not saying – I guess I said he could. There would be a chance he could. He definitely has a talent and the work ethic to do it. Uh, it would just depend. But I don't think we're better than them, and I don't think they're better than us. I think the stuff that – take me out of the equation. Let's just go with Joel and Chad because they are the top two of our sport. Um, I'm not clueless to it. as I want to get up there and beat them, but let's take them two. They are amazing, uh, amazing athletes all the way around. I mean, heck, Chad was uh, had football scholarships, you know. Yep. It, 
they are amazing. And the top guys of their sport, the Rockskins, the Braytons, I mean, and, and Brayton's not even a top, you know, he's like a top five guy, not a, he's, you know, a podium here and there. Exactly. Those guys, you go even further back, those guys are all bad dudes and they can, they're just natural athletes and they're naturally talented, probably whatever they do. Right. I mean, so, again, my argument, my argument, and I'll let you finish. My argument is that the top level guys on each side are the same. Like you yes. guys are yes. the same as them, but you can't just swap machines and think that you're still going to be the best guy. Like it just doesn't work that way. You're talented enough though. And I said this to Joel and Jeffrey that when Steve says that the top level bike guys are so talented that they're able to do anything well, he is talking about the top five ATV pros too. He's, I, I agree. Yeah. Steve just doesn't know it, but those that's the talent level that he's talking about is you guys. Uh, for sure. I think you're right. He's talking about both, but he just doesn't know the quad side. He knows the dirt bike side. Yeah. Uh, and they are, they are exceptional athletes all the way down and there's a lot of them uh, and there's a lot of dirt bike riders in general so and i guess the yeah and i guess jumping into that next part is the kind of the, the thing we we talked about and the third thing is the challenge that's where, I, I'm that's where i was going to, on it yeah. Okay. yeah i'm opinionated on that because most of the time i do think the quad guy will come out on top because we've rode dirt bikes before but if you gave each one of them a fair amount of time on either one like if if you brought Brian out tomorrow and him and Joel switch or him and Janusa switch either, if you brought either of them out and switched right away, both those guys have rode dirt bikes before and they know how to jump and it's going to come fairly easy because they've had time on it. But if you gave Brayton a fair amount of time on it and you gave any of the top guys a fair amount of time or any of them two equal club riders, it's going to be a lot closer and it's going to come down to the track is that if you went to my example is you went to muddy Creek, all the jumps are really easy there. And the corners are normally blue group and flat. Let's take last year out of the equation. Cause I'm not sure what happened with all the mulch. Um, but the track corners were really, really blue grooved and slick. And it's fairly easy to go around a corner on a quad at a decent pace. Do I think they're going to be able to keep up? No, to the quad guys, the bike guys won't be able to keep the quad guys. But when we get on the dirt bikes on muddy Creek track, it's going to be rough because I don't know how many of, I don't know have you or how many riders have tried to go around a dirt bike on a dry slick track. It is tough. Like that's my track at the house. And I don't even ride around my dirt bike here because it's a death I have to trap to around the corners, but like those ice. guys can still rip a corner. Yep. Uh, like hands down, they're gnarly. They rip them still fast. Like, and we, yep. I think there, they would be better than us just because they could do the, the quads are good at cornering or let's just say they're, the quads are easier to corner quicker, like to learn the cornering a little quicker, but the jumping and rough stuff's harder. The dirt bike, the rough stuff and jumping is way easier, but the corners are way harder to learn. And to go sure. fast on either, it takes a lot more time. But I'm just saying and generally picking it up. Like when I got yeah. my dirt bike, I jumped everything right away. And right. whenever somebody gets on my quad, they can go around the corner right away, but they ain't jumping nothing. Right. It's, so, the exact op it's the exact opposite. Yeah. Yeah. And if you go to Muddy Creek, the rolls reverse, like the jumps are big. So the, the bike guys are going to struggle with it. It's rough. And the corners are like, they have this like mint traction with enough sand, a little bit of clay. And they got like, they'll form a good rut pretty quick where you can rip it. And it's fairly easier to turn. It makes it easier to turn a dirt bike 
And I think the quad guy is going to destroy the bike guy when you go quad versus quad and dirt bike versus dirt bike. But it's all situational if you give them a fair amount of time. But like I said, is if, if it, by sundown, I think Tomac's going to have a hard time, like JT said. I think JT was joking. You know, he's yeah. a big fly guy, and fly is huge for our sport. Uh, yeah. You know, and they're, they're, they're becoming huge in moto all the way around. And it's, you know, it's great to see because they've been supporting quads for so long mm-hmm. to see them blow up. But it's it, like him by sundown, he was joking. But you gave even Tomac a week or Bray in a week or just a few rides or even a full day. And then the next day you did it. Depending on the track, I think it'd be fair or not fair. But like I said, is that it's it's really situational if you give them a fair amount of time. But if you just told them tomorrow, yeah, we're going to switch, any of the top quad guys are going to advance because we've all rode dirt bikes. Uh, yeah, yeah. You bring up an interesting point about the you know the different you know track conditions and everything like that. There is no arguing that there are certain things that are easier on a bike. You know, jump jumping certain obstacles, etc. Um, so even if it's harder to corner on a bike. And that's what you're saying with the dry slick track and stuff. Riding a bike, I think is more natural for a quad rider than riding a quad is for a bike rider. um, If that makes sense. So jumping, you know, a bike versus jumping a quad may decide some of the debate, like you said, because you know, the, the quad rider can jump the bike. I mean, with, even with little to no experience, because like I had said in the last podcast, it's like taking the governor off and you have all that suspension, you know, they're, they're going to get up to speed quicker. You know, they respond a little faster, that whole deal. Um, you put the bike guy on a quad and they literally are clueless. You know, they've, they've referenced that on a number of their podcasts now. Um, you know, so that's where I think kind of that deciding factor is. but then, yeah, like when you talk about the different track conditions, I mean, that's why they weren't getting some of the, some of that debate. It was just, you know, no, there's no way that, that a quad guy has enough talent to do what the bike guy does. And, and I, and I obviously, I think that we both don't agree with that, but yeah, you bring up an interesting point about the, about the track conditions. Um, But that's kind of where I thought, and and I didn't know that I said it enough in the last podcast was for a quad guy to hop on a bike. There are certain things that feel similar or or yes. quite as difficult when you talk about you know the the jump faces and stuff like that you put a quad guy on a bike they're going to be able to jump um you do vice versa and they don't even want to get off the ground because they don't know how to keep the quads straight yeah it, it's the, like i said the, the quad and the bikes have different strengths and i think you kind of set up great and i honestly whenever we start talking about doing this podcast i've been listening to everything and i was talking with brandy here at the house and i was like and I was like, you know, the tracks, I kind of went over that with her. And I'm like, because, you know, this is my opinion. We've been talking about it. It's been talk of everybody. And heck, we don't have anything else to talk about right now. <laughs> uh, and then I was like, what I really like is I finally figured out how to word it, is that the bike strengths are jumping and rough. That's what they do good. That's what they do easier um, than a quad. I'm not yep. saying it's easy to do, but I'm just saying right. it's easier yeah. than a quad. Where a quad, hands down, cornering a quad is easier. Is anybody can go kind of slide it through the corner. Can they go slide it through as fast as we do and know when to lean back and get traction and, you know, roll and throttle here and there? Yeah, that gets complicated. But the cornering a quad is easier and jumping a dirt bike is easier. And that's whenever you start laying the tracks out is if you have a track that's really corner dependent, the bike guy is going to have an advantage on the quad compared to the quad guy on the bike. But if you have one that's jumping, it, it goes the other way. And I, I heard them kind of joke or something like that. And they said 
somebody mentioned like Supercross either on y'all's podcast or Pulp. I can't remember which one. No, or maybe Cade, even both. Cade, Cade Clayson on on Pulp on the most recent Pulp show. Yeah. One of the guys should do should ride a Supercross track on a quad. And and I think because he was team quad the whole time. You'll yep. hear that later in our podcast here. You're, he was team quad the whole time, but I think he was just saying it would be cool. Yeah. And I don't know if anybody ever saw the video I did with Albertson. Uh, okay on a supercross track legit supercross track just to cut 30 miles north of here okay. uh, compound 77 and man it was like the sequel to the tray one i did it like two years later with jimmy albertson and yeah i can't touch him on a supercross track no. but if you put that like if you put a dirt bike rider on a quad on a supercross track it's going to be a lot tougher for them because we're going to be able to do right. some jumps that they're not going to be able to do and jumping on a supercross track is is very jump dependent Yes. And I think we would have an even bigger advantage. And yeah, Supercross, but you put us on the bike. Yeah, we might not be able to do all the rhythms and stuff the bike guys are going to do, but we're still going to be able to hit majority of the rhythms and jump stuff. I, I would say that even give us a more of an advantage, which yep. unless you're a quad guy, unless you look at it that way, you'll never see that. So I don't think they're, they just don't know when they made that joke, but yeah. It, it, so it, it I cracks so, me up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that, like, my opinion. I don't even think like it's a biased opinion. Like, that's not. I'm not a biased guy. Um, but I feel like you have to have ridden both to have like a true stance on this. And the guy, like, from what I've heard, the guys that have actually ridden the quad on a motocross track, they get that it's an entirely different animal. It's the guys that haven't done it that seemed to really downplay, you know, the quad guys. And, and Steve is Steve's thing that he's come back to a number of times was you have four wheels. It's more stable. Like you got more traction. You're going to be able to go faster. And that's it's just, it's like I said on the last, and I've always said this, I've said this my whole life. It's easier to cruise around on a quad. There's four wheels. You can cruise around in the yep, backyard. Absolutely. Somebody on the quad. But I truly believe that it takes it like it's harder for just a random person to go faster, to go fast on a quad than it is to go fast on a dirt bike. It's easier. It's easier to go to cruise around, but it's harder to go fast on a quad. I truly believe that. Absolutely. And that's why like, and I remember Joel was talking about like, when he rode with Phil Nicoletti and he was 10 seconds faster on that track dude, because yep. a bike guy can rip whenever they're going and the tracks. Right. And I would ride a County line two years ago when I was training there and Cole Thompson, like the top Canadian pro. Yeah. Like, I think he's won their outdoor championship before. And he's, he's definitely a contender for their championship. Dude, he would catch me like, kind of like uh, Joel was saying like 10 seconds lap. Like that's embarrassing. I'm putting my motos down and I'm ripping pit boards out there. And this dude is reeling me in 10 seconds at, a straightaway at a time. I'm like, where's he cutting the track? And it's just, man, it's there. They have some advantages there. But like you said, is if you haven't rode both, you can't compare. And they, they gave us mad respect. And the, I'll add something to that is most of the time when we get the disrespect from the bikes and, and I'm not gonna let the quad guys off on this either is that most of the time, the disrespect from the bike guys, isn't the top guys. They see it. They see the work. They see what we're doing. It's kind of like uh, when we raced Ironman this last year, and I've seen it way before then. And we can go into the, the my canard uh, deal that I did with him here in a second. But even like that, they were given, like, me and Chad, and we're heading to the podium, like, AC and, like, Roxanne. Those guys stayed and watched the whole moto. They gave us a thumbs up. They weren't pointing and laughing. Like, a legitimate thumbs up, like, hey, hard race kind of deal. And yep. that was super cool. But they're not the ones that give us uh, crap, per se. It's the 
keyboard warriors. Exactly. And that's what divides us so bad is people that honestly don't have any, have a right to say anything. And that goes vice versa for us quad guys is we don't need, you don't see me and Joel hopping on there and talking crap on dirt bikes. Uh, Chad, and I just use, I'm just throwing out names, you know what I mean? Is any of the top guys, we understand that we all got to get along. So you, it's like you said, it's apples to oranges and we just got to get together. And even to that point, it's like, man, when I go to a bike track and I'm riding there and their bike's number's there and they've let us luckily ride it because they can't keep their bikes out. They have way more numbers and it's a business. They got to be profitable. Yep. I try to stay away from the ruts. Like I run one line the entire time and don't switch from it that day because if they form a rut somewhere else or, you know, like I try to stick my line that way, I don't ruin their entire track. Yep. I don't try to get two lines in every corner. And sometimes like if I start and they have this awesome rut, I'm like, I'm going to stay away from that, even though I know this corner is way slower over here. Yep. Uh, and we all need to do that and be respectful of them. And when you see them at the track, man, be nice to them. Don't be standoffish. And I need yeah. to do better at that, too, is when I'm at the track and see a local bike guy, you know, maybe make a little more time and go over there and talk to him. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I'm at the track. I'm focused on me and getting my motos in and getting yeah. done. And maybe I should uh, do a little more PR, especially with the, when we go to the bike tracks to, you know, show them we're cool. It's just like Brayton said in the most recent deals. He talked to Joel and, you know, we all know Joel's a cool guy. Mm -hmm. uh, he said, dude, the dude was awesome. Super cool, chill, talked to me. Yep. And he gave Joel, because he's respectful, he's not young anymore, he gave him the time of day. And then he learned that he was cool. And we need to do that. We need it from them, and it's going to be hard because they have so many numbers and so many keyboard warriors. But we need to do it back the other way. And, and I'm going to keep trying to continue to lead by example on that part. And hopefully we do more, you know, and – Absolutely. You know, you talked about you, uh, you talked about how top level guys respect goes both ways and, and you're hitting the nail on the head because, um, you know, the, the, you see a top level athlete sees, you know, um, the way you've dedicated your life to your craft and you, so it doesn't matter if you're riding quads, if you're riding bikes, if you're doing gymnastics, it doesn't matter because you respect what that athlete has put into what they're doing. Like that's, so you're, you're spot on. And, and yeah, I mean um, all the sacrifices, the diligence, the talent that it takes to get where you are, other athletes see that it doesn't matter what you're doing. And I think that that's where that respect comes from. And yeah, I mean, you're, you're absolutely right. Like the sport is better if we can all just coexist. And that's why I wanted to do one more, podcast about this whole topic because I want to leave a good taste in everybody's mouth because um, we all we got to coexist like we got to use this to come together and the ATV community has to has to embrace this like we we saw it last week as a cracked open door and you know when we like we talked about it as we were prepping for the podcast that hey we got to make this a good opportunity for us because yeah like quad guys didn't look really good two month two weeks ago Monday and we were able to kind of rebound from it and make it into this big deal where ATVs are being talked about. So that's really cool. Um, before we pass it by, let's talk about that. Uh, the, the, you know, the day you spent with Kennard, because I mentioned that I used photos about it. You know, we kind of, kind of use some of that content kind of pumping up those shows those shots were, were shot by Blake Shipman they were epic and uh you know you're riding with Trey Kennard kind of bringing bringing the MX versus ATV kind of debate to life so to speak so tell us about that yeah so Blake did more than just shoot that he set it all up you know Blake uh has filmed with 
tons of top bike guys. And when he set this up, he's like, man, I, he said, when he brought to me, he's like, man, I've always wanted to do this and I've always been tight with you, but I want to do it with the right top bike guy. I didn't want to do it with a, you know, a, just a, a, like a, just a qualifier guy, a guy that's just happy to make main. I want to do it with somebody that's legit and Kennard agreed to it. The best part about that day is that Kennard, when he came up to me or whenever, I guess not when he came to me, when we got there, Blake did really good about keeping us separated. Like he didn't let me get, get over to uh, like, didn't hold up. Let me rephrase that. He didn't let Trey come watch me ride any when I was warming up. So the day I'll run the day down real quick. So we get there. I meet Trey. Trey actually rolls in after me, shows up his bikes ready. Cool setup, you know, Mechanics there, prep the track, water the track. And it's Trey's first day on outdoors because it's early in the season. So he's been riding Supercross okay. and his first day on outdoors. So we get there. He rolls up and he's like, hey, can Thomas go ride somewhere? He's like, yeah, I got that back track back there. Just go ride and warm up up there. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't really need to warm up unless it's on the track. Um, but whatever, Blake's like, we'll go get some shots and stuff back there. I'm like, sweet. I go ride back there. He's like, hey, Trey, you guys, y'all stay up here. Don't come back there. I want when you see him ride first time, be a surprise. So we come back after we do that do warm up we get some cool shots nothing we actually ended up using just some cool b-roll stuff and get back up there and trey starts he's like all right trey's geared up now trey's going down he's like hey y'all come down and watch and you know obviously i've seen trey ride so i get down there and it's amazing watching him ride his outdoor place all right so he does like a 20 minute warm-up then he goes back and blake says hey y'all stay up there tom's gonna get this track down so i get i go ride that track it's super gnarly and then i we finish or Trey comes down, like, as I'm finishing, he doesn't see me ride. And we finish, or then that segment's kind of done, and Trey does his moto. And he's like, okay, that's what I had to do then. We're like, all right, let's uh, start filming. He's like, we're sitting up at his shop after his moto, like, while he's cooling off before we get going. And Blake's like, I want this sick shot of both y'all whipping at the same time. And you can see the grin come over his face. He's like, yeah, right. Like, okay, so he said, Dude, I can throw nasty whips over my fi- fi- Supercross finish line. Can you hit that? I didn't remember. I guess Supercross track's in the middle of this outdoor track, but I didn't even look at it. And just knowing the, the predicament I was in and the I feel like the whole quad world at this point was weighing on my shoulders, I'm like, yeah, I'll hit it, whatever. I got this. <laughs> I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what it looked like. I'm like, I'm, I'm jumping it. Right, and we get yeah. down there, and it's a standard Supercross finish line, and it's like a big single to tabletop, but it's peaky as all get out, landing. Like, it, it was big. I rolled it once, hit the next lap, but I was nervous. Front end high, boner air, just sketches all get out. And Trey freaks out. Like, no way. Like, he totally thought that I would never jump that jump. And then when I came around, so, like, I instantly turned around, hit again, cleaned it, you know, front end down, a little yep. style into it, all that. And he's freaking out. I was like, no way. Like, this is awesome. We go through the whole day. Trey is way faster than me on his track. But we're able to put some segments together. I'm super – because it's first day on this outdoor, so he's just getting his ruts going. So yep. I'm being super cautious with, you know, making sure I don't ruin his ruts. Uh, that being said, he we finish that segment. We do a whole bunch of cool stuff, and we do interviews after. And he comes up, and he goes, man, honestly, when I thought of four-wheeler, I thought of a four-wheeler with racks riding through the field. And he had no clue what quads could do. And I think that's the biggest thing that we've changed and learned, or I learned from that is that we've got to teach them what we can actually do and how we're actually respectful athletes. Cause they don't, they don't know about our sport. So when they make jokes and stuff, they're thinking a four wheeler in a field, they're not thinking us, you know, riding the exact same track as them. And 
but the day was super cool. He was super respectful. We blew his mind. But, yeah, on his track, he was way faster than me. But he, I think we gained a lot of respect from him that day. And yep. if only social media was what it is now uh, and the podcast and all this, I think it would be even cooler. But, man, I got to give a big shout out to Blake because he set all that up. And he had the whole idea around it for him not to see me get warmed up. And it just made that all go perfectly. Sure. And then yeah. he's done a few more since then. And that's super, like, where it's, uh, like, a, he did super cross one with me and Jimmy Albertson. Yep. And I know he did uh, Jeffrey and McGarth deal, which is more of a joke deal. But, man, it, those guys, I think, whenever we left, the top athletes really respected what we did afterwards. And that's kind of where I learned that part of it. And Man, so when they're, when they're talking crap, they might not know when they're on the internet. Right. They might not yeah. know what we really can do. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, you'd hope if they don't know what a top-level ATV guy can do, they, would, they wouldn't say anything. But, again, that's the keyboard warrior, warriors that you talked about. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's exactly what I wanted to focus on. Not the – I wasn't wanting to hear about the ATV versus dirt bike thing. Like, that's – that doesn't – you yeah. can't you, – you, Again, like we talked about that, it's apples, apples to oranges. oranges. Apples to oranges, exactly. But um, it's a respect thing. You know, I assumed that that's what you were going to say, but um, I, I was basically like going to literally straight up ask, Trey didn't look down on you, I'm assuming, as a quad rider. He respected you. You might, you know, you blew his mind with what you were capable of doing on an ATV, but he was also just respecting you as a top-level ATV guy, like you were literally like the mirror image of kind of his career, you know, like you're, you're the Trey Kennard of quads. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I, I will take that as a huge compliment because that dude is a bad dude. So I'm going to take that as a compliment right now, but it, it was such a cool day and he had so much respect. And I guess another little thing to add to it, and it's kind of a cool part of the story is so we start filming segments together. Like, like we're doing this one tabletop and he's like, all right, I want y'all to kind of like train each other over. And I'm like, I can go first or second. And Trey's like, I'll go second. And you can tell he's kind of iffy. And like the first time we do it, like I'm kind of waiting for him and I can tell like, all right, I'll jump it. And like, I'm almost landing when he's taken off. And then the next time he's like half the distance to me by the end of it, like the second or third time he like realized how comfortable I was and how much he trusts me. I look over my shoulder to like, look back at him. And he is like pancaked out whipped behind me. And he is five feet from me. I mean, we are, like if I like if I mess up, we're going down together. We're that close. Like it's so quick. He gained the trust, and he could see what we do on quads, and instantly saw the respect. I guess I go to the respect, and instantly respected what we did, and knew that I'm going to hit this jump right every time at the same pace. So as soon as he got my pace down, we did it, and we did it time after time. And like I'm throwing my whips, which are nothing compared to what he's whipping the dirt bike at. But when I look back, he is sideways and we are close and that was such a cool moment when I the first time he did it it like he was so far back until the third time I'm telling you it was quick too he yeah. was right on me oh that's awesome that's so cool because I mean not only are those shots epic but yeah I mean it was it it went without saying that they're was his respect for you. And it didn't take barely any time. He saw what you were capable of. And, uh, you know, he viewed you like, like you were on the same level, you know, it's, uh, yeah. it's, no, it's, I, it's it, awesome. It was cool. He, uh, he respected it. It was super cool. And then Jimmy Albertson was the same way. And like, 
we did the interviews first when I did with Jimmy and it was really cool because we got to start talking about stuff and he was like yeah like a big thing for a bike is the titanium rear spring like it's and the weight and like this stuff like why in our rear ends like we make a huge difference I'm like oh it's not as big for us you know uh, I've ran some tie springs and stuff like that uh yeah this is big smart for us you know like making sure we have this and then afterwards we got to sit there and talk between shots and I'm like dude there's the amount of pop you have when you get over stuff is unreal. And the bad part was Supercross filming was like right after my off season. Like it was like beginning of January. So I hadn't started riding a lot yet. Okay. Actually before I went and rode motocross just to get back into the bike. And I was talking to Jimmy. He's like, and obviously he's going, I think he was going West coast that year or East coast. So he was just getting into it, but he'd been riding quite a bit. Okay. And, He's like, man, like, even when I come back to Supercross after not being on a while, I'm rusty. So what you're doing today, even though I wasn't doing near the rhythms, and I couldn't do near the rhythms that a bike does. But some of the stuff, I was like, I think I could get that. He's like, dude, I'm sure you could. But even me on my first day back to Supercross, I'm all kinds of sketchy. So it was super cool because, like, he was being real with me. He's like, man, it's like, like, I think he thought I could do better, too. It was super cool. But there were some things, like, that track had these gnarly wolves. I couldn't even double through them. I, oh really they, oh it, i had to go around like we couldn't even film them because they were super like i don't know if you ever watched let's put it this way i went to dallas supercross this year i walked the track and the wolves were about the same height yep at dallas as they were at compound 77 okay but the compound 77 ones were about half the distance apart and they were super tight and super tall you couldn't double through them only thing i could do is roll through them where I, the supercross groups of dallas where, where you could jump through them, but you could see how those guys were struggling at the Dallas Supercross. Anybody watched it? Like people, yep. that was a long wolf section. This one wasn't as long, but like I couldn't even go through that section. And there was a step on, step off. And he's like, I think you got that. I'm like, I ain't got it because how you <laughs> pop off, I ain't popping. I'm just going to ram into the right. backside. He's like, you think? And I'm like, yeah, I think. And like, I'm like, I ain't doing it. And he's like, all right. But then this other thing is, like, I, think, I think I could get that. And then it was, but the respect was there. Is us yeah. to have a conversation like that ultimately the respects there it was super cool and through both trey and jimmy albertson it was i think we learned a lot of respect and from both of them on both those days and like i said if anybody hasn't seen them go look at both those videos blake shipman did awesome with them he's yeah. very unbiased with it he does a lot of good things for atv racing but he's super tight with the bikes and man it's cool to have him on our side and getting things like that set up that's awesome. I wanted to hear about those days. Um, again, I, I wanted to have you on the last podcast and it just didn't work out, but I wanted to hear about that stuff and yeah, to hear about that respect. I mean, that's what this is all about. Um, so yeah, I mean, so I guess if you had any parting words, if you could talk to Steve, if you could talk to Pulp Nation, what would you say? Yeah. So I guess any parting words, I'll just do a little thing here is that for one, it was awesome that they brought it up. They brought us a ton of media exposure. Steve's opinionated, but he wasn't disrespectful to quads. A couple comments, if you took them, not knowing Steve, yes, they seem very disrespectful. But that's Steve Mathis, and that's his show, and that's the way he is. I appreciate how much they respect us, and they can have their opinions, just like we can have ours. Uh, I want to definitely bring up Hamrick and Hammy. Man, we all, we all know Tyler. Good dude. First time he came on there. Yeah, he might have been a little buzzed, but he got this ball rolling. He talked about it. He got it out there. And, man, that is super cool. And then I listened to this most recent week. He got on there, and he 
he made everything a lot clearer and was awesome about it. And you know what? And for the show, if you don't listen to the show, when he called in, him being a little buzz calling in is what got us there. Is if you he would have called in serious about it, they would have never let him on, or even if he got on, they would have shut him down quick. But him having fun with everybody, that's what got us there. So for the Pulp Nation, that was awesome to hear. Uh, Nick did a great job when he called in last week. And, man, I'm pumped that we got on Pulp MX. They mentioned Chad. They mentioned Joel. They mentioned Quads. Nick Janusa uh, got on there and talked, uh, talked about Dustin Nelson, which has some respectable finishes. Uh, you know, it was definitely a decent quad rider. And definitely, and I knew this from his testing with Yamaha, he was a good bike rider too. Like, yep. and out west, he was the man on quads. So, I guess my final words is thank Pulp MX for allowing all the quad stuff to go on. It's another good thing that's came out of this quarantine because if they had other stuff to talk about, they wouldn't be talking about quads right now. Right. Yep. And your podcast has done great with us. I mean, I'm one to leave everybody with, the res- you know, respecting the dirt bikes and respect their opinions that they think they're faster just as we think we are faster. Yep. It would yep. be awesome if this challenge happens as long as it's in a positive way. And I hope that it gets to with Joel and Brayton. I mean, those are two big names. I mean, that's, that's as good as me doing it with Kennard for sure. Uh, so that's awesome. I mean, I hope that happens, but thank you. And thank you all for, you know, putting all of this together. I'm stoked on all the quad talk right now. I want us to go back racing and you know what? Hopefully with all this quad talk, when we show up at Ironman this year, the second time, or hopefully it's the second time, because hopefully we race here in a month yep. is people know us and people are more interested and man, hopefully we can be like, Hey, Steve, come in a day early and check this out. Yeah. You know, well, that's you- what there is gonna there is more atv awareness there is more awareness for you guys because they were literally talking on that show about hey like i just looked this guy up he's legit like you know there's there is more awareness yeah and and so there's no doubt about it we took it as i was worried i was worried after the that first pulp mx show where they talked about atv racing and i didn't really sit that well with me on on how atvs were being um, depicted and we took it as an opportunity and we as a, like a cracked open door and if we hit the right buttons we were going to be able to do something with this and it turned out to be bigger than I probably could have even imagined um, but I mean I guess like I, I was really proud of how we handled it and I was really thankful that Steve was so cool to let us I mean, he let us kind of collab on this and that was really cool. I was really grateful for that. He, and again, he wasn't anti-quad. Yes, he's opinionated, but he wasn't trying to go directly against the quad guys. That's just how he is. But I'm trying to double down on the respect, just like you are on the respect, the positivity, because I want the ATV community to be proud of the guys voicing for them. And I want the bike guys to be able to say, you know what, those quad guys aren't what the stigma of typical quad guys are. They're cool, they're down to earth, and they're badass in their own right. That's how I want this to end. You, you nailed it right there. I think the perfect phrase for you, we were given a lemon with uh, Tyler getting on there and talking about quads and they kind of made it sound a little rough and we turned it into lemonade. And man, I just hope it keeps going on. We just, everything worked out perfectly with Phil Nicoletti doing a podcast that week with Steve just happened to be that weekend Steve brings up quads and it just happened to be this year that Joel was riding at club MX and that he actually took it for a ride. Like, like how, I think that is so awesome. Like the amount of stuff that just happened to line up for all this to happen. And then Joel would be back at club 
where Brayton hears about all this and he's like, I'm going to go check out that quad. Like, yeah. dude, the opportunities that does. And I will give a big shout out to Joel and the Phoenix Honda for them being in the opportunity and allowing the opportunities to happen for letting people ride their bikes. That's cool. You know, I, I've always, man, I'm always a supporter of the sport and I'll give credit when credit's due and they did awesome on this. Uh, congrats to, congrats to all of us in the ATV industry. Let's keep making this a positive, not a negative. And, you know, we, like I said, we just all got to have respect. And I think you nailed it. Man, let's just move on respectful from this. And, man, I'm pumped. Yeah, all of us in, in Phoenix Honda included, we got to be together on this. There's got to be a togetherness. That's how we're going to thrive from it. And uh, yeah, I mean, I know you and I are on the same page. So, you know, awesome, Thomas. So stoked to have you on. Um, I wanted you to be able to weigh in because I knew, I knew you'd have a, a good take on it. I knew with your experiences that your, your opinion was going to be really valuable. Um, so again, thanks for your time tonight. Thanks for, for doing this with us. Stay healthy, stay safe. And and uh, we hope to see you at the races soon. Yeah, yeah. I hope to see everybody. Let's just uh, let's go with even better. Let's hope to see everybody at Ironman here in a month. And uh, let's hope we're racing. But thank you all for having me. Dallas, thank you. Cody, thank you for doing this. Keep the podcast rolling. Anytime you all want me on, I'm happy to come on, man. I'm, I'm stoked. I was like, you know, like I said, I'm a huge podcaster. And, man, if I can give some more ATV content and an inside look, I'm happy to give it. I try to be as least uh, hypocritical as I can or even uh, one-sided, however you want to say it, is I just want, man, I want ATV racing to grow. I'm pumped y'all are doing this, pumped to be on here. Everybody help, hope the whole ATV community is staying safe, and let's get this world better and healthy so we can go racing. Yeah, I hope it's Iron Man. You're a great, uh, great personality for the podcast. Couldn't be uh, more grateful for you. Thanks for coming on, Thomas. We'll see you soon. Thanks, Cody. See y'all. We'll get right back to the show, but now a word from our sponsors. And thank you for listening to these ads. Without these great companies, none of this would be possible. Show your support for the people who support us. Before Digging Deep was even a reality, back when it was just an idea, CST Tires already believed in us, which is fitting because no one believes in their tires more than I do. Our title sponsor, CST Tires, and their Pulse MXR tires continue to hook every rider strong enough and willing to grab a handful of throttle after mounting them on their ride. Used by Thomas Brown to win races and clinch a third straight Quad Cross of Nations title, Nick Janusa when he grabbed his first career pro-class podium, and myself, Cody Jansen, as I rode my Pulse MXR fronts and white label soft compound rears to a 2019 national championship in the Junior 25 Plus class. The Pulse MXR tire, available in soft and standard compounds, offers the highest level of traction, most predictable cornering, and superior wear characteristics when compared to the competition. Visit csttires.com to join the CST Takeover today or prepare to be beat by someone who did. CST Tires, where passion meets the ground. Anybody that I've gotten to try them, I've heard nothing but positive things back. We're proud to be Team Blue Crew here at the Digging Deep ATBMX podcast. Why choose Yamaha? Look no further than Chad Wienan's six championships in the past eight seasons aboard his Yamaha YFZ450R. Not to mention Yamaha is the leading OEM supporter of ATV racing and their support of this podcast proves it. For the 2020 ATV MX season, Yamaha's Blue Crew Racer Support Program will offer payout and prize opportunities, including a chance to win a brand new YFZ450R. For more information, head to YamahaOutdoors.com and follow them on social media at Yamaha Outdoors today. All hail Blue Crew, the number one OEM supporter of ATV racing. 
For over 150 years, Valvoline has led the charge by being dedicated to constant improvement and innovation across all disciplines of racing. Valvoline has sponsored some of the greatest names in motorsports, and for the better part of a decade, I've been fortunate enough to be part of the historically great Team Valvoline. From my commuting vehicles to small engines, race quads, and everything in between, I trust nothing but Valvoline in all of my equipment. I've experienced increased function and durability as well as a longer life expectancy thanks to Valvoline's array of products and lubricants. Since 1866, Valvoline has been focused on bettering your experience, whether on road, on track, and everywhere in between. Upgrade to Valvoline today and check them out at Valvoline.com. SSI decals is a name synonymous with ATV racing, synonymous with big time success, and absolutely synonymous with the best looking decals around. An offshoot of their parent company that was established in 1947, SSI first took shape from owner Ian Harris's passion for ATVs. With what started as just making numbers and decals for riders like Chad Wienan, the company quickly took off. And today, you couldn't imagine ATV motocross without SSI decals. The graphics maker and designer now supports all the top teams in ATV motocross, as well as teams and riders racing GNCC, Work Series, Pro Motocross and Supercross, Canadian Pro Motocross, short course off-road trucks, UTVs, snowcross, and oh yeah, six-time NHRA world champion Clay Milliken. No project is too big or too small for SSI decals, making your identity stick with championship level graphics. Head over to SSIDecals.com today and then maybe call the doctor because things are about to get sick. The Digging Deep ATVMX podcast is brought to you in part by DID Racing Chain and their 520 ATV2 chain. This patented X-ring chain boasts a steel alloy construction for reduced weight, increased strength, and a longer overall chain life, making it the optimal ATV racing chain. Pick up an ATV 2 chain today at your local dealer or wherever DID chains are sold. Don't forget about their motocross, off-road, and street bike chains as well. Wherever you go, go with DID. Hello listeners, this is Chad Wienan, six-time AMA ATV Pro National Champion, an owner of Wienan Motorsports and proud partner of Digging Deep, ATVMX podcast. The two of us share a strong passion for ATVMX. Owning my own team gives us the ability to handpick the best products on the market for our racing program. With consistent testing, research, and development, we are confident that when choosing the products we believe in, our customers will be satisfied in building their own race program as well. We race what we sell. With brands like Fox Shocks, Walsh Racecraft, SSI Decals, Wrath Racing, and Henson Racing, just to mention a few, go to check out WeenanMotorsports.com to see the full lineup. Enter discount promo code DIGDEEP at checkout. Enough talking already. Get out and get some fresh air and go ride. Hope to see you at the track soon. We are proud to be partnered with Numira Technologies. Since 2001, Numira has led the charge in the ATV and side-by-side market, covering more applications than anyone else in the industry. Numira's advanced piston technology uses a NASA-exclusive aluminum alloy that helps to reduce expansion rates, that allows for tighter tolerances, and leads to higher overall engine performance for your machine. For more information about Numira's wide offerings of pistons, rings, gaskets, and industry-leading top-end repair kits, visit your local dealer or online at www.numira.com. Numira Technologies, pistons with an attitude. We are pleased to be partnered with Bronco ATV and UTV Components. Bronco has been an industry leader in replacement hard parts and accessories for all makes and models for over 15 years. With a catalog that includes a full line of electrical components, engine internals like rods and cylinders, all the way down to suspension parts and bearing kits. 
Bronco is your hard part source for whatever you need for whatever you ride. Available exclusively through distributors around the world. Visit your local dealer or online at broncoatv.com. The Digging Deep ATV MX podcast is also sponsored by DP Brakes, a longtime supporter of ATV racing and the world leader in centered brake technology. DP has been dominating the ATV world for decades by supporting the best four-wheeled racers on the planet. 2020 is no different, with an impressive lineup including AMA ATV Pro Class Champion Joel Hedrick and Phoenix Racing Honda Team, Cody Jansen and his 2019 Junior 25 Plus National Championship, Baldwin Motorsports, Nick Genuza, Wesley Wolf, and much more in the ATV motocross. In GNCC Racing, DP has 16 of the top 17 pros heading into 2020. This includes the champ Walker Fowler, Bryson Neal, Chris Borich, Cole Richardson, Jared McClure, Adam McGill, and more. These riders continue to appreciate the high performance and impressive durability that their DP brakes have to offer, products that ultimately help place them on the top of the podium. Available at www.dp-brakes.com. Purchase at your local dealer or message us for the contact info today. What are you waiting for? Join the best ATV riders in the world on DP Brakes. Forworks Carbon's innovative lightweight products include top-notch seat covers, carbon fiber, and plastic hoods, gas tank covers, exhaust shields, shock guards, and much more. Whether you have an ATV, UTV, or snowmobile, Forworks has the goodies that will improve your ride and make you salivate. We trust Forworks for increased function and a sexier look, and you should too. Forworks Carbon, always working hard to bring high quality and innovative parts to the market. Check them out today at fwcarbon.com. We are proud to be partnered with Gripped Gloves. Gripped is an ATV rider owned and operated brand with the rider in mind and the goal of keeping costs affordable. The Michigan-based family operation recognizes riders' desire to showcase their identity. Owner David Payne's love for eccentric colorways and crazy patterns shows in his product something not often found in the work of big manufacturers. Here to push stereotypes and limitations, Grip's drive is to produce a glove with cool colors and designs that won't break the bank. With comfort and quality as key motivators, the Family Affair is constantly working on the next more innovative and improved glove. Get a grip on life, join the Gripped movement, because no one wants a bland glove. Check them out today at grippedgloves.com, that's G-R-I-P-T gloves.com, and use discount code DIGGINGDEEP10 to save at checkout. If you were to guess, on average, how many days people in the U.S. have to wait to see a doctor, what would you say? Americans have to wait around 29 days to see a doctor in major U.S. cities. And if you're dealing with a condition like erectile dysfunction, you want treatment ASAP. That's why our friends at Roman have spent years building a digital platform that can connect you with a licensed doctor in your state, all from the comfort of your home. Roman makes it convenient to get the treatment you need on your schedule. Just grab your phone or computer, complete a free online visit, and you'll hear back from a U.S. licensed physician within 24 hours. If the doctor decides that treatment is right for you, Roman's Pharmacy can ship your medication to you with free two-day shipping. You also get free unlimited follow-ups with your doctor anytime you have questions or want to adjust your treatment plan. With Roman, there are no commitments and you can cancel anytime. So if you're struggling with ED, go to GetRoman.com digging for your free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com digging for your free online visit and free two-day shipping. We are proud to be partnered with Avocado Green Mattresses. We all know that sleep and rest are an important part of any athlete's routine. Avocado's line of natural mattresses and pillows provide exactly the support you need to ensure you perform at your best while doing the best for the planet. The Avocado mattress offers zoned back support with an internal support unit, meaning whether you are recovering from a hard day of riding, 
or relaxing on a Sunday morning, you will be experiencing next-level comfort. You can rest in peace knowing the components in your mattress and pillow are non-toxic, natural, and sustainably sourced. And getting your Avocado Green mattress could not be any easier. They offer a 100-night sleep trial, free shipping and return pickups, and a 25-year warranty. And if that wasn't enough, rest assured knowing they have five-star ratings by verified customers, including some of the Digging Deep staff. Step up your sleep game by visiting avocadomattress.com. Thanks for listening, and remember to support our partners. Now back to the show. And now, brought to you by SSI Decals and their proven championship-level graphics, it's Phoenix Racing Honda teammates back at it again this week. We have your reigning AMA ATV Pro champion, Mr. Joel Hetrick. Welcome back, mate. What's up, guys? Glad to be here. And uh, perennial podium contender, Jeffrey Rastrelli. Thanks for coming on, pal. Uh, Glad to be here, Cody. Thanks for having me. And joining us this week is their two-wheeled teammate, Heath Harrison. Thanks for joining us, man. Happy to have you. Yeah, thanks for having me on this on this four-wheel show. I'm stoked to be a part of it. <laughs> now, obviously, my listeners are familiar with Joel and Jeffrey, of course, but Heath, I mean, you're the real deal, too. You're a 10-year pro, former arena cross champion, national number-holding pro, meaning you're a, a top-20 pro motocross finisher. You've been a supercross main event guy. Now you're racing cross-country professionally for Phoenix. So, as I said, you're the real deal. Like, we're honored to have you here with us. Yeah, thank you. It's uh it's awesome to be a be a part of what you guys are doing and and I'm honored to be able to be a part of it with with guys like Joel and and Jeffrey. So, yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, we got a got a diverse uh group tonight, so I'm really excited about it. Um Joel and Jeffrey, you know, you guys had some really cool stuff go down since the last time we talked, since the last podcast. Um we'll get into that in a bit here, but how about all the quad talk happening right now? This is this is big for us. Yeah, it's huge, man. It's really big. Um, it's, it's exciting. I mean, really, um, you know, we haven't, haven't had this much exposure in a long time and just, uh, it's, it's awesome to, to, uh, get, get our sport noticed some more. I mean, you know, I think we're, you know, we're the real deal. We're real, you know, professional athletes. We do all the work like everybody else. It's just nice to be, uh, nice to be recognized and nice to have, um, you know, Heath on here. He's probably one of the best dudes I know. Um, me and him get along great. And I was just saying with Joel and him and, um, you know, it's just, uh, to have somebody on that side of it too, to be able to, uh, talk about it with us and, and actually ride the quad. And, um, you know, it's just, uh, it's going to be a good, a good podcast here. It's going to be a lot of fun talking with these boys and, um, super excited to get it, get the ball rolling for sure. Absolutely. Joel, I mean, all the, all the ATV talk going around, like it's gotta be, you know, you're the, you're the leader of the pack. You're the <laughs> reigning champ. So, uh, it's gotta be pretty cool for you as well. Oh yeah, definitely. I, I've been hearing, getting text messages, this and that, you know, your name's being brought up a lot up on the Pulp MX show. And I, like I said before, early on podcasts, I was, I'm not a big podcast listener, you know, but I'm trying to change my ways. So, you know, I, I picked up a little bit from what they uh, were talking about me, you know, uh, I think it was the last show, the recent one. And I, I just thought it was really cool to, to hear that type of talk coming from those guys, those you know, high level athletes, you know, just Brayton was super cool when he was, you know, saying I'm super humble and, um, you know, it means a lot just because that we've never really had that, um, camaraderie. So, uh, it's just, it's cool to hear that stuff from, from them guys and, you know, get to mix it up with them like we do at club every once in a while. And, uh, you know, of course now we got Heath and Jason on the team. So 
you know, them being a part of it, we're getting to experience a little bit more of that dirt bike side. Absolutely. It's just cool for the ATV community to get that kind of name recognition out there. Like you said, your name's getting thrown around a little bit. So um, really cool. I mean, there's been a, a lot of ATV talk, of course. We're ready for a little more here. Um, I loved the way I ended our talks last week with all the positivity. You know, you guys both kind of hinted at the fact, Joel and Jeffrey, that it probably wasn't over. And uh, you were right. There was a lot of quad talk again on this week's Pulpamex show. So let's roll the highlight of the quad talk to ensure everybody's caught up. Um, check this out. We'll talk about that tonight. We'll have some more quad gate talk. If you go on Phoenix Honda Racing Team's uh, Facebook page, there's a video of Heath Harrison and Jace Owen riding four-wheelers, and the four-wheeler riders are riding the... I saw that, box. yeah. I saw some of that, yeah. So... They even said in the video a little bit that they could do pretty good. The four-wheeler riders said that to the motocross riders. So in the, in the intermediate class. Well, um, uh, yeah, I, I mean, as I said, and, and Kate and Jim will back me up, motocrossers can go do flat tracking. They can do GNCCs. They can go road racing. They can go quad racing. They can do any of that and be successful at it. The other guys cannot jump in the moto and be successful. It's that simple. Listen, that Hendrick guy is legit, and, and Chad Weenan, like they're they're gnarly. Oh, they're athletes. They're, yeah, they're, they're athletes. They're, they're yeah. gnarly. So they're I'm not guys. I'm not going to agree with you on that. But but you know again, give Brayton or Chase Sexton or one of these guys, give them like a couple weeks on a quad, and they'll be top five, no problem. Please and proud to bring you our next guest of the night. Uh, this is a multi-time Australian Supercross champion, Daytona Supercross champion. Justin Braden, what's up, JB? How are you? I do remember the quads racing Steel City the day of the national, though. For sure that See, happened. I remember that as well. Right. I remember that. Was that 08 or 09? I forget. But whoever won or even, like, the top three guys, they were ripping. And I remember that triple, you know, next to the start at Steel City. Yeah, yeah. Like, they were jumping that, and only, like, the top 450 guys were doing it. Okay. As far as, like, in our class. And, yeah. Uh, they were absolutely ripping. So... Turns out, Brayton, I didn't know this, but down at Club MX, the number one quad racer in the world trains there. So I had actually never met him. His name is Joel Hetrick. So okay, uh, and there was a lot of social media talk. And <laughs> yes, there was. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm just getting thrown into this, and I was kind of embracing it. I'm like, you know what? I love a good challenge. Like, <laughs> all right, I, I'll ride a quad. You know. So Joel's there one day, and I show up, and Duff's like, hey. Joel was just up here taking a picture of your bike, and I'm like, "Is he cool or is he like, <laughs> yeah, like, like talking crap or right, what's he right. doing?" He's like, no, 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 dude, he's super cool. He's a really cool guy. So then I'm like, "All right," I just went over and they were doing like a full day of, of engine testing or something, and um, yeah, super cool guy, like really, really humble. And I'm like, "All right, hey, let's go out on the track or whatever." And I want to kind of see the way it goes because I've never ridden this layout mm -hmm. in this track. And I'm like, I'm, I may try to ride your quad, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I went out there and I'm watching him and I'm like, dude, this guy rips. Right. Like it was yeah. unbelievable. He, he absolutely ripped. So I actually did. I jumped on his quad and I cruised it around a little bit. I didn't do anything crazy, but yeah, just like around the, yeah. the parking lot and kind of messed around and, did, did it's, the, not, it's, did, it's not easy, Steve. It's not easy. Listen, JB. I <laughs> no, don't want to It's not easy. I don't want to hear. The, the biggest worry is what I would compare it to is throw like your your wash machine out out the window of like a six story building, 
that was that's what it feels like jumping a quad. <laughs> like how's your how's your gonna <laughs> land? And you don't know how to control it. Like that's the biggest thing is like when you jump it. Like all right, on a dirt bike we just know right. We yeah. know how to lean this way or lean this way. And if you hit a kicker off the face, you can kind of compensate for it. Like I have no idea how to do that on a quad. Were and, you able to throw it around sideways, though, around some of the corners, get it and back it in and get oh, the yeah, rear wheels the, to come that's around? The, that's the most fun part, yeah, Jim. Right. Like that, that part's awesome. And there was actually a little set of whoops that was my favorite part as well. They were just kind of small, but, um, yeah, it, it was fun. Like, if the timing of it was right, I would love to. I think it would be super fun, mainly because Joel was really cool. Okay. And, um yeah, I just I just okay. think it would be fun. I just wanted to see what it felt like and if it was even possible uh, to have some sort of competition. And um, it would be tough, but I, I honestly would love to. Let's get a quad guy and a dirt bike guy. And my thing, Jimmy, is the quad the dirt bike guy will be closer in times on the quad than the, than the quad guy would be on the dirt bike. It's actually talked about on Cody's podcast on the Digging Deep ATV podcast. So take the fifth place guy. That would be more yes. equal. Take whoever is the fifth place guy and then put him on a dirt bike. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, that'd be fun. I like I it. I think it'd be awesome. So, Cade, you're not having this, Cade. You no. are not. Dude, quads are gnarly, man. They're they're a whole different beast, and I think when you try to go fast on them, like it's it gets worse. It doesn't get easier. Well, Heath Harrison yeah. rode one, right? Him and Owen, yeah, they both him, did. yeah, they yeah. rode one. So yeah, the day before I was there, they were out riding one. Yeah. Did a privateer podcast with Phil, and he only would talk about how gnarly quads were. Oh, yeah, yeah, just <laughs> oh god, quad. So all the quad guys heard that, so they jumped on Team Phil. Yeah, it, it, no, it's easy, it, no problem. We got this. I agree with you to a certain extent, but. I do agree with Phil in some things. Doing jumps and some things of aspects of quads is way gnarlier than dirt bikes. Yeah, I just, I just don't see it being that hard, man. I'm sorry I don't. All you quad guys are welcome, okay? You're all welcome. Uh, I got you press, all right? You, ah, God, you got mentioned, all right? Okay, guys, so the, the debate and the banter continues. I'll remind people, and Thomas referenced it in the previous segment here, but Steve reiterated, he's not anti-quads. He's just really opinionated. That's Steve, and if you're a regular Pulp listener, you'd know that. I also want to mention that Nick Janusa called in, and I think he represented quad guys pretty well. Um, Hammy, you know, upped his game this week, it seemed like. He was on this weekend. Um, so, you know, we'll get into the bike swap between you guys. We'll get into JB riding your quad a little bit, Joel. But other than those topics, do you have anything that you've been, you know, waiting to respond to right off the rip? I mean, because, like, Steve got even hotter. Steve's take got even hotter this week, I swear. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, I, I, I don't know. I feel like Heath would have the best answer for us, you know? Like, I, I really do. I mean, he's, like – the only real representation that we have of being a really top dirt bike rider in a lot of aspects, arena cross, supercross, outdoor motocross. I mean, GNCC, the guys are all around great guy. I mean, in, in dirt bike riding. And I mean, he rode one. I mean, it's plain and simple. He'll tell you straight up. I mean, it's just, we're not, and we're not here to disrespect, of course, you know, those guys. And, and we believe, you know, they are athletes, you know, great athletes, just like us. And, we're not saying we can get out there and finish top five in a 450 race. It's just physically not possible. So I think I, 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 think I hand the, the gauntlet off to Steve. I mean, to, Steve, to, to Heath here. I mean, honestly. Yeah, the, uh, and I like Steve. I've been on the Pulp Show. Like, he's helped me out in the past and stuff. But even 
even the part where he says like a top top outdoor supercross guy can can be successful in off-road or or whatever it's yeah they can but it's not like it's almost like he's saying it's like a two-week process like overnight type deal like it's not like not trying to toot my own horn but i've had several like 12th and 450 outdoor nationals i've had a top 10 and and 250 supercross and now i'm racing off-road and i get completely crushed like the dude smoked me and it's like caleb russell the best woods guy there is right now Obviously, he went and raced Unadilla last year, year before that, and got a fifth in one of the motos, but not knocking him because he, with practice and time, he could do it. But if you stuck him in Supercross right now, he he would – I don't think he'd make a night show. Not saying he can't because he obviously could practice and, like, he wouldn't do it unless he was ready, kind of how he was at Unadilla. He didn't go race until he knew he was ready to compete with those guys. But it also, like – I guess leans over into the to the ATV side as like me come being a bike guy going and riding Joel and Jeffrey's quads. It's 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 not even comparable. Like I don't know honestly how to put it in words, but like it's like like I said before the show started. It's that's what you guys have did your whole life. Same as same as us with bikes. Like we race Loretta's amateur nationals, all the all mm-hmm. the amateur stuff up until the like that's what we live for was to become a pro motocross supercross rider which is the same with you guys I obviously haven't followed ATVs until the past couple years when I started riding for David and like you guys rode mini quads and like like the whole the whole thing same thing we did just the scene's not quite as big which and it's not I don't I don't think you guys aren't talked about you're just not talked about in in our world i guess you can say it's like where supercross and all that's on tv so you guys obviously watch it and that kind of stuff but it's like it's like tennis like i don't watch tennis i i feel like you guys don't watch tennis but that's not to say it's not a huge sport you know what i mean or not to yeah. say that, or not yeah or not to say that those guys aren't good at what they do they're badass yeah. at what they do it doesn't matter doesn't i said this in a previous segment doesn't matter what the sport is it could be gymnastics and you could be badass at gymnastics but maybe that's not our gig and right I, 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 that's yeah, why, again like i'm not i don't want to bash steve like that's not it yeah. we love every one of us loves loves pulp like we just simply don't agree with the guy <laughs> not even a little yeah. like that's that's where it ends nope. yeah I agree. yeah I, I think i think he's you know just putting a guarantee on it for for the top moto guys to, that it's in his mind, he get, he can guarantee you that in a couple of weeks they're going to be beating the top five pros. And, and to me, it's unreasonable because in my mind, I could never picture myself in a couple of weeks, even being remotely close to Heath on a, on a dirt bike on a outdoor motocross track. Absolutely Nonetheless, not. a supercross track, you know. Right, Absolutely. Right. And yeah. yeah, don't e- I don't even get into supercross because those two don't even c- compare whatsoever. But outdoor moto to outdoor ATV, it, you can't. You can't just put a guarantee on uh, Justin Brayton being beaten Nick Janusa or the top, the fifth guy, which would be, I think, Hogue finished fifth last year. Like, I, I don't foresee that happening within a couple of weeks. Janusa finished fifth last year, and that's why it was, you know, it's, it's been, what, four, four or five years he's always been fifth. So, I mean, there was a comparison right there. But like I yeah. said last week, the top five guys are so badass. And I'll say this again. I'll probably say it some more. But when he's talking about Eli Tomac, when he's talking about even Justin Brayton, any of those top guys, our top five guys are the same 
are from the same mold. They're just the ATV version of those guys. Yeah, yeah and, even, and even like like when those when Jeffrey and Joel were doing engine testing, like I did a moto on my dirt bike, obviously on the same track that they were testing on. So while I'm out there doing laps, they would come on and off the track while they were testing. And like with the track, how it was like prepped and like read it up for, for quads. Like I, even me on my bike, I didn't, didn't stand a chance against them, but so, and like, if that's, I feel like it'd be the same if they came over to the other track where it's all read it up for dirt bikes, they like, they wouldn't be as close to us. You know what I mean? Of course, so I don't yeah. even think I don't even, I don't even think that's a fair argument either because it, it like it's two totally opposite deals. Yeah, yeah. I mean exactly. That's that's where the big thing is with the track prep. I mean, it that's where the debate is in the biggest in the big aspect. How like you guys are born and bred. You ride these style tracks, these style ruts, okay, and then you come to a four wheeler. Say so you get on a four wheeler and you go ride a four wheeler track. It's com it's a completely different aspect of riding. The way you have to come into turns, how you sweep it, how you, it's it, every aspect is different and to, to to compare them that's the biggest part right there is track prep and how they ride it you have to you would have to be like we take a dirt bike and ride a dirt bike track all right and you come over and you ride a four-wheeler on a four-wheeler prep track like that would be the only real comparison on top of that but even then it's it's so hard it's so hard this thing is so it's it's so difficult to compare just in those two aspects of the track prep, you know? Yeah. I mean, you guys didn't hear what Thomas just got done saying. And Thomas was exactly what you're saying right now. He's like the track prep is the biggest key to the whole thing. Um, you know, again, like this debate, I mean, we said it last week, it's apples to oranges, whatever, like this debate is never going to be won on either side. Right. But Steve, I guess that's what we're kind of getting at is like, he just, it's he's like it's a no-brainer for him like the bike guys are more badass he just simply believes that the pro moto guys are so gnarly that they're capable of anything and that they have that much talent and again like i just got done saying those top level guys that he's talking about oozing with talent that's the same as you joel that's the same as you jeffrey he just doesn't know it he doesn't know that our top level guys are the same as the dirt bike top level guys it's just it's a it's a different sport just like you guys were talking about different sports yeah, that's why i like having yeah i like having heath on here i mean he he sees it i mean he's here with us i mean we we train we ride like like we went mountain biking last weekend sorry to cut you off joe i didn't mean to cut you off um but oh, we went mountain biking last weekend like me heath and jace guess what i mean we were all freaking you know nose to tail the whole time i mean it's just it's in, in any aspect like training wise and stuff like that we're, we're bad dudes i mean we are real athletes i mean we went at it for two hours on mountain bikes all right i mean it's just we are at the top level of our sport and top level of fitness and and i think keith and and, and knows that you know that we're we're bad dudes the same way he is and i can't i respect that guy so much he's a you know a, a ba on a, on a dirt bike and you know to have that that camaraderie of of me and me, Joel and him, and even Jace and, and these boys here, it's, it's a whole different aspect. So a different, uh, such a different outlook and people don't see, you know, that, that those, you know, the ATV guys and dirt bike guys, we never really have that camaraderie. So having Heath here and Jace, like me and Jace and Heath and Joel, we all get along so well and it's so sick. It's so cool. And they all, that, that's where that camaraderie comes in and we can see, you know, see the training aspect and see where just we don't just you know mess around. We just don't go. Oh, we're just gonna maybe ride today and ah, we don't train. You know, it's like uh, you know, 
I mean, we're the real deal. So that's where I, I like having Heath on here. It's really cool. So go ahead, Joel. Oh, no, I was just going to say, and I probably forgot what I was going to say now. Thanks a lot, Jeffrey. <laughs> Jesus. <Yeah. laughs> no, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's just overlooked, I feel like, by that, you know, that industry for sure because, why? you know, they're not paying attention, you know, to the ATV guys unless they really have to. And, and I feel like with Heath and then the new guys that are on the team, all the bike guys that are were in, not involved with ATV and now are, they see it. You know, the gym's right in front of the, you know, the where they're working at. They see us grinding. They, you know, they've been there. They've done all that stuff to be where, you know, he's the champion. He, he knows that route you have to take to, to work hard to be the best. And, you know, I think it's overlooked by some in that in that world. And now it's really nice to have some um, some respect so and, 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 you know, just someone at, at the backbone be like, no, 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 you, you guys don't get it. Like these guys are, you know, just screwing around on their full weather in the back lot here for a hobby. Like this is, this yeah, is their life. This is their job. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's the real that's, deal. That's the thing where I, where if you would have asked me this three years ago, had I never met Joel Jeffrey or, or any of the ATV guys, I would have hundred percent been on the same page with Steve. I'd be like, yeah, dude, for sure. Give me a quad. I'm, I'll take them. No problem. Yep. Dude, they, sit, they sit down. They sit down and ride couches. You know what I mean? So, yep. like, yeah. I, I get where he's coming from, but at the end of the day, it's all the same mindset. It's just, it's different. Like a different riding style, a different sport. But this, this, it's the same. They do pretty, like, pretty much like Jeffrey was saying. We went mountain biking. Like they do the same stuff in the gym, on the bike, off the bike. Like it's, it's all the same. It's just. It's different. It's, yep. You can't yeah, even compare the, the racing part of it. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, and that that's why your take is is so meaningful, I think, to us and to a lot of our, you know, our ATV listeners is because the the guys that truly get it are the guys that seem to have ridden an ATV or have ridden an ATV on a motocross track. They get it. It's the guys that are like really discounting this are the guys that have no experience haven't done it and are like oh quad like quads like right why would you even all, this together yeah and it's also the same guys that haven't seen it like live they've just seen instagram videos yeah. and then the only thing they've seen live is is billy and bob out in the field on <laughs> on stock quads you know what i mean they <laughs> billy like, and bob <laughs> yeah that's my uncles. I've seen them on quads, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, oh, that's that's funny. Yeah. That's so, cold. yeah. So, so, I mean, we're all about like the respect side of it and you know, you got to know how to, to take Steve because you know, again, I like mentioned it a little bit already. The only thing that he really did that was maybe like you could take disrespectful in, in this episode, Joel mentioned, you know, that there was maybe a comment or two in the last one was a little edgy. Well, on this one, on this most recent episode, the only thing that really sparked me as disrespectful, and I'm a huge flat track fan, like Jared Mees is my boy. But he comes on in the segment after the quad talk, they barely know anything about flat track racing, but they're like, these dudes are gnarly. And I'm like, really? Like, so are quads. Top-level athletes are badass, no matter what version of the sport or motocross or, or motorsports you are, plain and simple. I just, I like, I, I, I was sitting here, like, thinking, and I, that's probably the ATV mind that I have, but I'm like, are you serious right now? You don't even know about flat track stuff, but they're badasses, and quads are, like, laughable. 
Yeah, and I think it's yeah, just right. because yeah, just because they're on two wheels. It's just that thing that just the two wheel guys they have the, this mindset for some reason that just they're just better than four wheel guys. Hey, like did, it, did, this bothers did, me. Another yeah, and the did, other thing was really caught me that that I really get fired up about is him calling us failed motocrossers. That really eats me up. I mean, it really does. I mean, he he's been here. I listen to it. And I get fired up in the shop. I, I get I, like. I cannot uh, believe he doubled down on the failed motocrosser thing. Like that was, uh, that's how he if started you it. it. If he was like, you would, if, if you guys could do it, you would to make millions of dollars. Well, if I started it freaking when I was 10 years old, okay. If I go back, you know, maybe when I was 10 and then start you know, or five and start oh, yeah. on a dirt bike, do it all over again. Maybe freaking. So maybe, he said this know? again. He said it again. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Twice. Oh yeah. Again, twice. Dude, oh, yeah. I, I've been uh, holding my that's, freaking tongue. Oh my God! Oh, I've been holding my tongue. The, that's yeah. That's the part that's really makes See, me angry. And, and that what part, a, what, straight up hey, hate. So, other than dude. that, it's all good. Other hey, than that, it's so, all good. But that particular comment is like, no, man, no, no, we ain't all perfect. we ain't all good, bro. We ain't all good. <laughs> hey, <does> that mean, <laughs> hey, does that mean since I rode my sister's little ninety quad back in when I was ten that I'm a failed quad rider? Is that what that means? You, hey, yeah, you, exactly. bet. I'm, you bet. I'm a failed you. ATV motocross rider. <laughs> Yeah, you so, bet you, Deed. You bet you. So his, yeah, his thing. His thing is that he, there, like, there is no place in his mind that he thinks that somebody could actually enjoy riding or racing an ATV. It's only if I can't ride a motorcycle, if I can't ride motocross, then you know what? ATVs are my backup plan. That's like, yeah, literally, yeah, yeah. That's literally what That's he so believes. True. That's so true. Hey, the best. Honestly, the best dude I think that could ride a quad, and I don't, I don't even know if he could, would be Ryan Sites. He's the most versatile dude on a on two yeah. wheels. If we could get That's him true. on a quad, I think, I think he stands a better chance than the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to see it. Out pretty or Pastrana, or like Pastrana, yeah, just, just a bad yeah. dude on every aspect, and I could agree because that dude backflipped at Monster Jam on a quad, like just off rip. Yeah. Like, let me just get on this quad and I'm a backflip. That's a bad dude. Yeah. I'm not backflipping my quad. I'm sorry. All right. Like that's that's another guy that's yeah, that could could be. Or jumping you know, out of an airplane with no parachute. Yeah. So yeah. it's just yeah. No, I'm just I'm good. I, I don't have I don't have the you know the set of you know what that he has. So the Kahuna's. Yeah, the Kahuna's. I mean, that's just that guy's on a different level, you know. And that's just, but yeah, there, there's I don't know, man. That yeah, that's so, the two people that I would say that only have a chance. So I'm pretty yeah. sure how this. I, go ahead. And I don't, and I honestly don't think they could. But if if I'm a betting man, I'm putting my money on either one of them. <laughs> yeah, I agree. To, agree. to hold it, to hold it down for the bike guys. Right. I mean, they and and even like they doubled down on all of this. They they actually they mentioned Sipes at one point. They mentioned Kiefer. They got all these guys. that are like, oh yeah, qualify for a for a quad national, no problem. Can't qualify for a bike national, no problem for a quad national. I'm like. That's another thing too. It's just like, and I don't obviously I've never raced the quad, so maybe those tracks are prepped different than than what I rode at club. So it could be even even more difficult than it was at club. You know what I mean? Because like, yeah, same like aspect going, for us on the dirt bike. I mean, same thing. Yeah. Like the track was was pretty smooth and and not really dirt bike rutted. I mean, it could be the same aspect. You know, vice versa. That track. I think when I just tested yesterday, that track was really deep. They added a bunch of sand to it and got kickers. Man, the two corners you guys had a problem with were the rutted ones. 
and, and there was only two corners. Like that last time we tested, yeah. they just went and tested yesterday. Every corner was like that. And you guys were like, listen, I can't even, I'm going around that stuff. Like, break yeah, that. We I'm not going through We would have been screwed. 100%. It's just the same thing. Same aspect for, you know, dirt bike to, to quad. I mean, the, you know, you do the dirt bike, I mean, fully prep, run it out. I mean, I probably wouldn't have rode as good as I did at clubs and by, maybe vice yeah. versa, you know? Okay. So and you even, guys, that's, go, go ahead. That's go even, ahead. that's even for like, like good bike guys like Kiefer. If you go to California to Glen Helen on Thursday, he's going to be one of the fastest guys there. But then when it's prep for a national, it's just, it's not the same. Right. Okay. So, Absolutely. So you guys are starting to reference the bike swap a little bit. Let's get into this. So who, you know, we, we talked about it a little bit here. Um, we talked, you know, pulp started, started kind of the talks. We talked about it in depth here in length. How did this thing actually come about? Like, I mean, again, like we talked about it, who brought the talks to life and was like, Hey, we should actually do like a, a bike ATV swap. I don't even know how it happened. I mean, that had yeah. to be Joel and Keith. I think I just uh, Joel got on on Jace's bike, and then next thing I know, we, I like Joel came off the track, and I got on 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 Jace's bike, and then these did didn't Heath and Jace all of a sudden run the quads? And I was, oh, so so this so, wasn't this wasn't like a like a pre-planned thing. No, no, I don't know. No, so it wasn't. I don't so, think it was. so Grayson, and then the two Mickelsons and Brogan Geyer, two two years ago or a year ago maybe came down to Alabama and rode my sand track with me before I ever even rode a quad. So while they were down there, I'm like, Oh dude, let me like take this thing for a few laps. Well, I didn't do a single jump and it was like, I did maybe three or four laps. I was embarrassed. I'm like, arm pops, thumb pops, get me off. So I hadn't rode one since then until the other day. So Jason, and I, Jason, and I get done with our motos on the, on the bike track at club. And we're like, oh, dude, let's ride back there and see what those guys are up to. So we go down there. We pull up. And it's I'm not even kidding. It's not two sentences later. Jay says, dude, let's ride them. I'm like, man, dude, I don't, I don't think you realize how hard it is. Like, it's not fun for us. <laughs> but I'm, I'm like, if you get on one, then I have to get on one. So we get on – we actually get on Joel and, I guess, Grayson's practice bikes. And we take off. Well, now, now – Oh, like I know what I'm doing. So, so he's behind me. We make a couple laps, and there's like this step up that, like a I got probably doing a pit bike, like a 110. You know what I mean? It's not big at all. Okay. So I get li- I get lined up for it, and I like I make sure I'm straight, and I hit it, and I'm like, oh, dude, like I did pretty good. So then, like we're cruising around, Jace pulls up next to me. He's like, dude, why are you jumping? I'm like, cause you're here. Like I can't be terrible. So then the next time I do the step up, I'm cocky now. Next time I do the step up, dude, the quad goes sideways. Jeffrey's sitting there. Yeah, I think Jeffrey was sitting there. The thing slams down. I'm like, no way, dude. I'm about to wreck. Like four laps in. Oh, like, five, so, it was oh, so funny. Well, yeah. It was so, so back, funny, dude. Back, then those guys are on the bikes. And, like, i never seen them ride other than, like, videos on Instagram. And I'm like, dude, like. I thought y'all were going to be as bad as we are on quads. <laughs> and they're hitting everything first lap. I'm like, this, like, it ain't, we can't ride with y'all. <laughs> uh, it was, so, it was uh, hey, I tell you what, that was the, one of the best and funnest days I've had in such a long time riding with those guys and, sw- oh, and, swap, and swapping these bikes. I mean, 
there's no doubt about it. That was so fun. I did. I had so many laughs. It was so my fun. My face hurt to, from to, laughing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Jason yeah. And I, oh, my God. It, Jason was, and I, it was great. Yeah, Jason and I had planned to ride for maybe five laps on them. And we ended up riding, what was it, an hour and a half, two hours with you guys? Oh, Legitimately, two yeah, two hours. Like a, lo- a long time. So <laughs> a, we full, were... a full another day. Pretty much. Long <laughs> enough to jump almost every jump. Yeah. Almost every double. That's it crazy. only took two hours. It only took two hours, guys. Hey, but it was fine. Two weeks. Well, two weeks so I'll be smoking you guys, dude. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, by, time, by time racing starts back up, I, only, I will only have missed one round. I'm ready. You're in. Yeah. You got four weeks, Heath. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Now, now, now the pulp guys are going to be like, yeah, they went on the ATV show and – Yep. No, they hate uh, us. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll never they get invited back Heath. on Pulp ever again. Yeah, Steve yeah, they already now. hate Heath. Like Heath is on the ATV side now. They're, he's already switched. They think, <laughs> Dang. He's, a oh, <laughs> they think he's a goner. You're so, they won't let me sign up for any more bike races. They're just pulling the plug. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's just gonna have to. We guys have to talk to Dave. Switch contracts over the oh ATV side. It's all right. Yeah, that's crazy. I can't believe that it wasn't, uh, you know, this big plan thing because the video comes out and and I'm like, wow, like it actually like was it spoken into existence? I mean, they even talked about it on the Pulp Show. They're like, hey, did this big Phoenix setup ride? Did this start with the Pulp Show? Or so that that's funny that nothing, you know, it wasn't even this planned thing. It just happened. So Heath, I mean, like. And again, maybe this is maybe this question doesn't apply because it wasn't this big planned event. But were you reluctant at all to do it? Like, I mean, you know, you were you were almost put on the spot as a bike guy hopping on the quad, and now like there was all this talk about it and this, that, and the other thing. Or were you open minded from the very beginning? Yeah, I was pretty open minded because I've I've like been to several other races, so I know. Okay. That I'm no like I would be nowhere near those guys. So it's not like I got on it thinking like, all right, dude, I'm about to show these boys what's up. You know what I mean? So it's like, <laughs> like, like oh, yeah. So I That's was so funny. I was re- I was ready for whatever. Like I didn't. I could care less how I looked on it, honestly. Like, if I was the slowest thing they ever seen, then that's fine with me. But, okay. Okay. So I I gotta I gotta highlight something that that was probably the funniest part of the whole thing for me is like on the video you'll see us like there's three jumps in a row there's like a a couple small single tabletops and then there's like a pretty decent size big like a tabletop and and i'm i I go first on the dirt bike and i jump to and i I jump the third table and i'm it's like really sandy afterwards and i turn around and, and i watch Heath, and he just he bombs this tabletop and he has no idea what the heck he's doing he bombs this thing Rick and nose dive to the left, and he's just he's just rolling with it. Doesn't even don't try to fix it because he doesn't like you know don't know how. <laughs> and he smashes his face off the bars. I'm laughing so freaking hard. I almost wreck. I almost wash out on the dirt bike. I mean, it was so good. It was so great. But it was just so funny, man. I was like, I almost wadded up right in front of him. Oh my <laughs> it gosh. was just that was the highlight. That was the highlight. He's like, dude. I just bounced my face off the bars. <laughs> just, so just, just hanging on. Can't correct it. Just, just yeah. doll. go with okay. it. Okay. So, so was it more or less challenging than you expected or, and, and you said that you've ridden maybe a quad before. So, um, you know, kind of explain it to a bike guy, like what it's like if you had to explain it to them and, and they don't know, because 
I mean, like you just said, I mean, you're kind of like along for the ride. Yeah, and it's uh, well, it's hard for me to explain it because I still don't know what I'm doing on one. But <laughs> it's like, like it's everything's completely opposite. I feel like, like like corners, like you can't stick your leg out. You just got to lean off the side, which obviously, like we felt like we were sitting on the nerf bar, but we we barely even were off the seat. So it's like it's, uh, yeah. And then obviously jumping, like so you're going to the face, and like you see it, it's not completely level. So you automatically white knuckle the handlebars. You're like, oh boy, this thing's for sure going left or right. Don't don't know what it's doing. And then like, yeah. So those guys obviously ride off the back of the bike a lot, apparently, because they burn they burn their boots on the like the, the muffler part of okay. the pipe. Yeah. Well, some, somehow Jason and I were burning our boots on the header. I don't. <laughs> like we were not even in the same form as those guys. So it's. Dude. It's, it's honestly, you have to do it to see how it is. Like, okay. I can't really explain it. And it's like just little stuff like that section Jeffrey's talking about where it was pretty sandy after those jumps. So they, they had been riding all day. So there was like ruts going all the way around the berm or sweeper or whatever. So the first few laps, I, ain't no way I'm going in those things. So I try to go like <laughs> over the ruts to the outside of them. And you don't realize how low a quad is like it it bumpered out on the front threw me over the over the bars almost i'm like man here we go it's gonna be a long day right here i'm ready to take her to the pits (laughs) two hours later yeah everything's just completely different i feel like it's so funny because you're talking about you know you talk about this little step up jump or whatever and it's like you got to get squared up for it you know like talk about talk about the jumping part because I said in a previous segment that jumping is the key because like if you're a quad rider and you hop on a dirt bike even if you have no experience on a dirt bike the jumping aspect of it like still translates and then but a bike rider hopping on a quad like the jumping doesn't quite translate because you don't know how to how to manipulate the quad the way you would your bike. Yeah, I don't even. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even know how to explain how I jumped. Like, you, like it's just it's hard. Like you don't like I said, you don't know if it's gonna go left or right. You don't know how to correct it, so you just white knuckle it and hope for the best. But like obviously, like I know how to ride a dirt bike, so like I know it's better to over jump something than case it. So at least <laughs> right. like I was smart enough to do that kind of stuff. But okay, yeah. Yeah, it's it's yeah. I don't know. I don't I don't know how to jump a quad. Honestly, I just did it. And then yeah. like, <laughs> like, with, like like with a with a and the thumb throttle. That's another thing. So that's a whole another animal in itself. Like if I had a twist throttle, not saying I would crush it, but I think I'd be a little bit better. Just because I'm used to twisting the throttle and not sure. having my not having my hands cramp up after two corners. <laughs> And he's like, I regripped more on a four-wheeler than I ever have on a dirt bike. And I was like, what are you yeah. talking about? What's a regrip? I was like, what's a yeah. regrip? Like, what are you talking about? My, dude, it's like when you're riding in the winter and it's 30 degrees out and you can't let go of the handlebar. That was me in 70-degree weather on a quad. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, just locked laps. up. <laughs> yeah. Like, another aspect I think, I think is, too, is we've watched it our whole lives, like, I'm a big fan of Supercross, big fan of motocross. I love it. I love any kind of sports, NASCAR, all that stuff. If you watch it, like I'm a visual learner. I can watch heat. Like if, if I wanted to pick up something on a dirt bike, like what do I need to do here? I'll just go watch it. Like they haven't had that, that watching quads, you know, side of things. Like he's never 
like you said, he's barely even watched us ride. Like you see Instagram videos, but I watch Supercross religiously. I watch all that stuff. I look at that stuff. Like I can pick up on little things like that. Like how do they do that? Oh, okay, okay. But I think if they had if they had the watching aspect, they can watch us more. They watched us their whole lives. I think yep. yes, you can get on and do a lot better. I really do. No, but the fact is that nobody yeah. has ever watched us like we watch them. Like I'm I'm like I said, I when I learned on a quad when I was younger to learn how to go faster, I went and watched the pros. I was just I was a visual guy. And I think that was that's huge for me to get on dirt bike because I see it all the time. Like well, I watch it and I'm able to like translate sense. over. That makes total yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that. That's a big can, thing. Even even bike guys that like grow up watching the top pros, like more times than none, they end up riding like whoever they looked up to. You know what I mean? Because that, that's how they wanted to look. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah that, that makes total sense. Yeah, for sure. No, it, it does. It's just, yeah, it's a thing that I've watched my whole life. I've like literally since I was a kid. I've raced oilers my whole life. Yeah, but I've also watched dirt bikes my whole life. So I can get on one and I'm like, all right, this feels funky. Get on it. And I'm like, all right, just like you can almost visualize yourself riding it like they do. Just do what they do. Come in the corner, stand up, sit down. You got to pick the leg up. Like, they just don't have that to translate to us. And that's where it's really hard. I mean, like, Joel, me, we got on the bike, and it was first lap. We can jump everything. It's no problem. But I think it's just because, you know, back in your back of your mind, you just know how to do it because we, you know, personally watched it. I mean, that's, that's the yeah. one. I think that's a big aspect of it. I agree with that. Definitely. Absolutely. Absolutely. It'd be like uh, when you were young – telling you to go play basketball if you've never seen basketball or, or whatever. Like, yeah, you can yeah, throw the like, ball at the hoop, like, but you wouldn't know how to shoot type of deal. Yeah, yeah but it's like, yeah. Do I, am I supposed to make the, the ball in that hoop? Like, you just right. don't know because you never seen it. So that's where I think that it translates for us better because we get to watch it, and they don't. And that's just a big thing that I thought was was a big deciding factor in how he well, says just, he drives a four-wheeler and I ride a dirt bike. Yeah, with even body position, like he said, they're burning their their boots on the header. And I'm like, how in the heck are you doing that? And it's just like if they would would know the body position, they'd be that much better. And, like, the only advice I can give the bike guys is just ride how you ride your bike. And they look at me like I'm stupid. But, like, just – I don't know. That's that's the only thing I can tell them because, you know, they're so talented when I'm watching them on the bike and they can move that you know, the bike wherever they want, they can do it on the quad. Don't get me wrong. It's just, it, it takes some time and, and you have sure. to be comfortable doing it. For sure. Yeah. And it's like we rode for two hours, man. Like me and Joel rode the dirt bikes with them and they rode the four wheelers, you know, for two hours. And I'm not bashing Keith. I'm not bashing Jace by any means, but it took them two hours to start jumping some stuff. You know, it's like, it's not just like going to happen overnight. It's just not yeah. because, it, it was because of that aspect. You don't even know that. Yeah, in your yeah, mind, and, you like don't even know how to do it because you've never seen it. Right. Yeah, and yeah. if you and and like give any bike guy a week, two weeks, a month, a year, whatever. I'm not saying we wouldn't figure it out and be able to ride a quad, but we wouldn't be able to go as fast as those like Jeffrey and Joel and and the other top guys do. Like, no way, dude. Do I think that like, somebody we, can? Yes, I do think somebody could do it. Like, what, like. I think some a, a dirt bike guy, it is possible. But to say J- Justin Brayton or or Heath could do it or or any of these guys, it's you don't know. It means somebody. Yes, it might be possible. <laughs> but to say who could do it is really just you can't. You can't well, say who yeah. can. Well, not Who's only that, but, it, but it's it's when it's when Steve says no problem. 
Like that's where Guaranteed. he loses everybody. Yeah. That's where he loses yeah. everybody. Right. Um, Baloney. Exactly. I yeah. mean, yeah. like I, like I said, hey, it's there's, just, there's, go ahead. There's a problem. There's a problem. It's hard. Right. Yeah. Like, like I, and like I said, I truly believe that it's more natural for a quad rider to get on a bike than vice versa. Um, I just think that the skills translate better, but that's beside the point. So Heath, honestly, how did these two guys look on, on, a, on bikes? Like good. I was impressed. I was like, cause we all took off same time and <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm thinking, well, Joel's, Joel's in front of me, and I'm like, all right, I'm on his quad, like, thinking, yeah, whatever, dude, we'll just go ride around together, and he's, later, dude, they're scrubbing, they're whipping, they're, like, taking him to, hey, dude, yeah, we were handing yeah. out free gift cards to gabble bees to him. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm, I'm having to look, like, across the track to see where they are. Like, yeah. they weren't in front of me anymore, they were about to come around and lap me. <laughs> Like it wasn't like I was impressed, honestly. Like I was really impressed, and like I've seen, like I, like I said, Instagram videos and stuff. But you can't you can't tell with that, right? You know right? I mean? Right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, it looked like a blast. It looked like all of you guys were having a blast. Just even so even seeing even seeing the camaraderie between you guys, I can see how your face would hurt from smiling and laughing and that whole deal. Um, <laughs> it looked the videos look good. I mean, you guys look naturally good on these things. So uh, so yeah. I mean that was. That was really cool. <laughs> and and Heath brought up to me about Gary Denton, how he went from being a top 10, 125 rider. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He was top 10, 125, went to ATVs and was a time champion. I mean, I think people are born to race one or the other. You know, you couldn't, I think you could do both, but I personally believe that we could be decent on a dirt bike. And like I said, I mean, no way we're going to beat Eli Tomac. Absolutely well, not. Ken Rockson, no. But see, to transfer to a, a 250 to where, I, I think we could do it, but that's just, that's just me. You know, this is, this is some of the oh. argument, I guess, is because Steve says, well, look at what Gary Denton did. Gary Denton was just the top 10 bike guy and he's the greatest pro quad guy ever. Like that's his argument. But, oh, you're but and I didn't know that. Yep. And he did yet. Yeah, he did the research and he said he was a 125 top 10. Yes. Not yep. 250. That's a whole different ballgame. Well, nice. and and that was in '79. Yeah. <laughs> Times have changed. We we weren't even none of us were even thought of it in '79. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. In, in the aspect of four, and another thing with the Gary Denton motocross thing, the four wheelers just came out. You're talking. He went to a four wheeler when the TRX 250R came out. Boom. Hey. He went to a four wheeler. That was that was uh, what the Quadzilla was was the original race yeah. bike right was the, the yeah. Suzuki quad the quad racer quadzilla was the 500 was the original or 250 sorry was the original bike and then the honda came out with their 250r and then he went to it the first year i'm pretty sure so there wasn't even a time frame of people to ride them for 10 years or 15 20 years like me and joel to even get that so he went and transferred his skills from the two wheels yes to a brand new sport Exactly. I think there's a couple arguments there because you're spot on with that, that he won the second ever um, championship for our series, the, the second ever ATV, whatever it was called at the time, GNC Grand National Championship. Like he was the second. Rod, Rodney Gentry was the first, correct? He was the, yes, yeah. he was the first. Then Gary Denton wins for eight consecutive years. And you're exactly right. That's why, I mean, yeah, he's a badass, but it's hard to compare any of that because you're exactly right. It's at the very beginning of the sport. Like he was just the only guy of his time 
that was that dominant. So who knows, but you're, you're exactly right. I just, my point is, is that he thinks that, you know, like any, take any average bike guy and okay, he's going to be Gary Denton on a quad when you're exactly right. Some guys are just born. Why couldn't somebody just be a better, a better, better built to be a better bike uh, quad rider than a bike rider. Like that is obviously a possibility. So, um, yeah. So uh, the other, the other big topic that came out throughout this whole thing was Justin Brayton. And last week I saw a tweet from Steve saying JB may or may not have written Joel's quad. And I thought, you know, maybe this is just smoke with no fire. And then there was you, Joel sitting on the bike, which was cool. And then we find out that he actually cruised around on your quad a little bit. So tell us the story. Yeah. So we were, I think we were doing our engine engine testing at club when he came up um, well, earlier in the day, I took a picture on his dirt bike. Like you guys saw um, his mechanic Duff actually took a picture for me and we were BSing for a while. Super cool guy. And then, uh, you know, turns out a little bit later, he, um, he cruised down to the, the track we were riding on and, and he was like, Hey, I, I want to see you ride that thing. So I go out and, you know, did a couple laps for him. Um, and it came off, we talked a little bit and, you know, he asked if he could take it, you know, for a cruise around, you know, the pits or whatever, just to, to feel it out. And, uh, you know, he got on it pretty good or whatever. And it, it was just cool to see because, you know, he went through the gears obviously. And, you know, I, I don't want to, you know, get in super depth with it, but he just looked like, you know, he could be fluid on the quad. He, he, you know, hit a couple sections of the track and, and looked like, you know, he had some, uh, I don't know, like he, he had some fire under there somewhere. He, he wasn't no Heath Harrison yet. Don't get me wrong, but he, uh, he, he could get there. He could get there. I'm going to add something to that too. Cause then when JB got back up to the, to the, where his like little garage shop is at club, Jason and I were sitting, because we just got done riding the other track and, and he's like, like it was cool for him to like see how good like Joel and those because he told Jason I was like dude those guys are unreal so like yeah. had he had Joel not rode when when he did like he would still be like nah dude whatever you know what I mean I, I think yeah yeah and no, he, I'm he, glad that he, he was said there that, to see it. yeah he said that on the pulp show but like like poor Steve dude he just wanted to deny it He's right. like, nah, come on. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't know. He didn't even want to yeah, hear it. Yeah, he didn't even want to yeah. hear it from, from JB. He didn't even want to hear it. Like, no, yeah. I don't believe it. Come, like, come on, yeah. JB. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, cool, so- though. JB was really real about it. Like, he, he understood, like, okay, you know, just from what he did on, on you know, riding it around, he was like, okay, this is, this is no joke. And I think he kind of, I, I didn't listen, but you guys can fend for me. I think he did stick up for us in, in that aspect of like, okay, no, I, it, it's, it's hard. It's going to be a harder, you know, task than what we thought out. So, yeah, guys, so, respect and respect. I mean, JB was extremely complimentary of you, Joel. Uh, like yeah. as you, as obviously we heard in the highlight, he's seemed like he was really um, open to the idea. He was an open-minded guy, seemed really cool about it, but he wanted no part of, the comp like of a, of a, of a racing a quad. They're like, Oh, so, you know, we'll have you show up to an ATV national. He's like, no, he wants no part in that. He would like take part. If the, if the conditions were perfect, he would take part in a challenge. He said, but, uh, which is cool. But yeah, that is yeah, cool. yeah, he was, he was, uh, 
he was not having any of the I'm gonna just be a really good quad rider though. Just having no part. No, that that's really that's cool. I would love to do the challenge, you know, just for fun against him. And then you know, if he wants to yeah. do it against the top five guy, whatever. I don't even care at that point. It's it'll be super fun to do that, just like it was with Heath and Jace. Like we were just having a blast riding, you know, riding. You know exactly. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah. And I think I think the only way to make that you know happen is obviously he's got to ride a Honda. I mean, you know, if he, this was going to happen, you know, Janusa called in like, let's do it. But I think you no, know, it's against Janusa. But to be realistic, the guy's going to have to ride a Honda. I mean, yeah. four wheeler. <laughs> he's not going to be able to ride a, a blue bike. So. Um, I, I did finish fourth, so I'll, I'll take I'll take that task. There we go. There we go. <laughs> yeah, but, but it's, it's too much time on dirt bike. Yeah, but even like the challenge, I think even like it'd be fun and all that, like you're saying. But if you did like a lap time challenge, say like my best lap time to Joel or Jeffrey's best lap time on a quad, and then we switch, it's they're gonna blow us out of the water. Their lap times to our quad lap time. Their bike lap times to our quad lap times. And, you know what I mean? Right. And that's what I was kind of getting at before when I was asking you that question is I, is this is coming from a bike guy now saying yeah. it just ain't going to happen. Yeah. They're going to, they would, they would be closer to them on their quads would be closer to us on our bikes than we would be on quads. And them vice on bikes. versa. Absolutely. Yeah. Vice versa. Yep. Way closer. Yep. So, and, and you guys brought it up perfectly that it's all about respect. Like that's, that's how, respecting both ways because both guys sets of guys are badass like that's where i fall on this so my goal with this whole show and doing kind of a follow-up deal wasn't to prolong the banter it was more to end this whole deal on a high note um you know we have so much respect for both sides of it here that's the message i wanted to send it's not mx versus atv to me it's just trying to get everyone to see it in the same light absolutely and and what's and like I, I think the coolest part is is having that camaraderie here, and and me and Heath and Jace. I mean, Joel's not here right now, but when he was, I mean, dude, we we talk crap and we shoot the you know shoot the shit and have such a good time, man. I mean, every day he's down here because he's a mechanic and for Phoenix right now, along with being a racer. And man, I I'm staying in the apartment above above the shop here, and I come out and. Man, it's the first thing first. Like, we just, you know, t- talk crap and just have fun. We laugh the whole time. Me and Jace are really tight. Like, I've worked out with him the past three, four days. Um, it's just really cool because there is a, such a ton of, of respect coming from each side when when you have that experience of, of each side. You know what I mean? Like, I, I ride a dirt bike, and I'm and that he will just dog me on that dirt bike. There's no doubt about it, you know, and he knows vice versa. I mean, he just knows it, and that's what's – but it's so cool. And we get along so well with these guys because that, that mutual respect is there. You know, it's not, there's no standoffishness. There's no, you know, like, oh, yeah, you're, you're not in shape. You're just this, you know, four wheeler guy. Like, like that riding mountain bikes and stuff. Like, that was just really cool to go do with these guys. It's just, it shows our fitness levels there. It shows that we, you know, we, we are bad dudes. And it's just, it's so cool, man. It really is. It's probably, the, probably the coolest part about being part of this Phoenix Hana team is, is to have that camaraderie of each side. Yeah, I, and I, I agree. And, too, it's like being a bike guy until I met them and, and, and stuff. Like, you, it's almost like ATV guys are aliens to us. You know what I mean? It's like, ah, oh, dude, whatever. Like, we don't want nothing to do with them. But once you, like, meet them, and, it's, and like, obviously bike guys don't want them riding their tracks and they just blow them out and all that stuff. But it's – you don't realize that it's the same way for them. 
until until you like meet them and like hang out with them and like get to know them but they don't want us riding the tracks that they're training on like we'd make it just as crappy for them as they do for us you know what i mean so it's yeah it's it's all a big respect thing like we keep saying but yeah until you've like lived it you don't know i feel like exactly that's yeah. what's so cool about this man it's so cool that that david eller did this and has this team that were both sides of things i think it's really awesome a really 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 cool and um yeah. these guys are cool as crap man uh, heath and and jace they're they're cool dudes i mean it's yeah. it's really it, fun it, it, it's really fun to be around it it opens up the door to so many opportunities too. having having a team like this and you know uh like as of this year they've already locked up their the arena cross championship they've finished a whole series before you know this whole outbreak happened so you know we have that under our belt already with Kyle Peters and Jace um, finishing I, I think he did really well second or, or third whatever the case is like th those guys were top competitors at a series already that's finished so you know that's that's good to have under our belt in this time and you know we move forward and now I hear we're, we might go back racing supercross soon which is good hope for us so that's that's just some really good news absolutely yeah I think yeah. go ahead go ahead Heath as, like like Joel saying as a as a team when say like supercross and motor say motocross ends up getting canceled if it if it does hope hopefully it does not but say it did well then all the other teams only have supercross to lean on where we still have gncc atv like joel said arena cross and then the guys do a little bit of supercross when they can so yeah i i think it's it's unreal what what david eller has done like joel's saying so yeah i, I couldn't agree more with that Absolutely. And we talked about it. We've been talking about it for weeks that I think that the Phoenix Racing Honda team, you guys have done a great job of making kind of setting the tone for this togetherness. If, if, if I can put it that way is like um, the way that you all coexist and then you have, you're all here and there's this camaraderie and there's this respect. You're just setting the tone for everybody else that both guys on both sides of the fence like deserve respect and to hear it coming from all of you guys. Um, I think that that's, that's really special. I, I hope that everybody kind of falls and falls, follow, follows your lead on this because uh, again, like both bad dudes, like that's, it's just plain and simple. Like, like, yeah, you like plain and simple. just yeah. beat the dead yeah. horse about it. So. Yeah. yeah and it, it, I gotta, I guess go back and take back, you know, wanting to go back at Steve and be, you know, call him a hater or whatever. He did say that, you know, I was a legit athlete. I, I just <laughs> like to hear him say that all the ATV pros are legit athletes, but I, I know I have no, nothing but respect for that. You know, what he does in the, in his sport and industry. And, um, you know, I feel like even though there, he has a little bit of hatred towards quads, he's starting to, you know, open up a little bit slowly but uh, I think I think we're having some good people to change his mind and um, you know kind of get him on board with hey ATVs aren't half bad. Exactly. I think we just need to do it officially and make it official and just have he and I or Jason and I and we just go do a lap time thing and you freaking <laughs> here you go, Steve. That's the only way to settle. I mean, really, it's yeah. the only way to get into his head. I think well, to have it, he, have it, you know, and he might call it bullcrap that it happened, but. Yeah, um, we'll he might want to do it his own way. 
Yeah, I mean, that's right. fine. I mean, you can do it with it however well, way they, he wants, but you know, it's well, like, they, I, I mean, they, you got this, you got Heath here. He's telling you straight up, like, it's just not gonna freaking happen. We've, we've, we've been it's talking about this challenge for weeks. I, I mean, Jeffrey, like, the pressure might be on you. You guys are at the racetrack, like, set this thing know. up. Set this thing up. There's enough. There's enough photographers, video guys there. Like, let's oh, yeah. literally just set it up. Let all you literally need to do: do lap times on bikes, do lap times on quads. Done deal. Yeah, yeah Jeffrey. Look, Jeffrey looks like you're not going home, buddy. See, see you at club. That's Monday. fine. <laughs> I'll be there Monday, buddy. <laughs> no, no, I, and I, I think it's gonna be so fun, man. It's so cool because that's the thing. It's like me with the respect thing like between me and heath and joel and heath and jeff you know and, and jace and everything it's like it's not going to be some beef you know it's going to be like like it's going to be so fun to do and i'm so down with it like just well, because it's going to be such a great time especially with the first time how fun it was that's and that's exactly it like where my whole thing with this if somebody that's listening to this can take one thing from this podcast that we're doing is the mx versus atv thing and i hate to even put it that way because it makes it feel like a battle it's not supposed to be a war that atv versus mx thing to me is just trying to showcase that they're both awesome they're both badass they're both on the same level period it's not supposed to be a divide it's supposed to be a togetherness of like hey both sides are badass and exactly. you guys and your team represent that to a t exactly. yeah I'm, i agree i couldn't I'm, agree more i'm probably going to catch a bunch of crap from from bike guys from what i'm about to say but even as terrible as jace and i were on the quads we knew we had a blast like it was it was fun because we had no idea what we were doing like you get we get on dirt bikes and it's just not necessarily don't like keep learning but we just go through the motions it's the same thing just a different day you know what i mean mm -hmm. so for, for yeah, that i think that's why like, me and joel dude, this is yeah. sick yeah i think that's why me and joel enjoy riding dirt bikes and, and you cody as well i think we talked about this in the last one it's it's so different and what we talked about with jeremy mcgrath riding the banshee and that you know that video that always circulates around he loved doing it because it's it's new, you know, it's so different. It's, it's not the same thing because it's fun because we don't know what we're doing. You know, it's a it's challenge. Like, yep. Yeah. Very big challenge. Like no matter what, how good you ride those dirt bikes, it's, it's still we're a challenge to ride. Yeah. We yeah, could be yeah. way better. You know, we could whip way bigger. I mean, Joel is pretty, pretty fat. I'm, I wasn't going to do all that nonsense. Like that was just out of control. Uh, but you know, like, like there's just things and aspects of it that could really, that we that we really enjoy because we don't know what we're doing 100 percent like same thing pizza we just go through the motion on the four-wheeler and we just know it it's second nature it's just what we do day in and day out to get on a new bike a new a new deal it's just uh man it's it's so fun because it's a learning curve exactly i think that this is like a great way to kind of tie this thing up uh again like respect kind of both ways um yeah, I mean that's it couldn't have been kind of kind of tied up any better. So with all the the talk from you know from pulp from all the content that we've done along with the bike swap you guys did and 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 everything else, like has there been any backlash or have you had more traffic to your pages? Like what's the vibe that you guys are getting from people? Anything different after all this or is it just the same? Any of, I've, them, I've, any of you? I've gotten I've gotten more ATV followers, so I'm pretty stoked about that. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> some, I don't I don't even know who the guy was, honestly, but some ATV guy commented on 
I think that video that the advisor that the Phoenix page posted and they tagged me and said, oh, let's tag somebody else. I said, Heath, don't look look as bad as I thought he was on the squad. So I'm like, yeah, dude. <laughs> Already got me. some love. <laughs> yeah. I like it. So that, that was pretty, that's pretty cool for me on the social media side of it. Oh, that's awesome. What about what about yeah. you guys, quad guys? Uh, well, Joel's got... Joel's the one. Joel's in it. I'm not. I was. I'm not the talk. Joel's the talk. Dude, had... Joel Joel's getting some serious. His name's getting thrown around by some some big deals. So like that's that's I a good thing. Gotta win. You gotta win. I mean, you always gotta win to get talked about. So like, I just uh... I only got one choice. You know what I mean? I only got one choice. I gotta beat <laughs> him to get talked about. Hey, let's go racing. I, I'm ready for. Let's it. go racing, buddy. <laughs> um. Yeah, there, it, it. I've seen it like a rise in profile views, which is the only thing I really keep track of. Is um, I think I had like two thousand more for for the week than than normal, and you know the photos I post, uh, I've been getting good likes. I see the bike guys, you know, they're commenting every once in a while. And I went to Brayton's post today, and dude, fifty-five comments on there. And I swear to God, there was at least forty-five quad guys. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. He gets blown there, up. Yeah. Yeah. And and it'll be the same for Heath soon. He keeps riding his four wheelers. <laughs> he's gonna have so many four wheeler fans. He's gonna have to switch. Right. No. I was gonna. <laughs> I was gonna go into that, but you know, I, I'm proud of what we did here at digging deep. As far as um, you know, the majority of this whole deal has been positive. But like you just said, one thing's for sure: your crew at Phoenix Racing Honda has been a major positive contributor to this whole thing. And I think the guys like Heath, the guys like your teammate, Jace, JB, Phil, I mean, even Cade Clayson a little bit, you guys are going to have made some serious fans out of the ATV racing community. There's no doubt about it. Like much respect. Oh yeah. You guys are like the heroes for sure. You guys are, are, are the ATV heroes right now. Cause you guys are, are taking it for us. You, you got yeah, it. And, I, and I, I also think that, I don't, and this is bad of me, but I don't like Racer X does a, like every Monday they do results sheet from around the world. I wouldn't be surprised if like your guys' races start getting put on that. You know what I mean? Just because that there's would been be so, so much talk about it. So like, yeah, because they put, they put not downing Enduro Cross, but like that's a pretty small series. I feel like, and it's on there, like everything's on there. So, but, yeah. but you guys, so it's like, I don't see why they wouldn't start adding you guys to it because it doesn't it doesn't say results from around the two-wheel world you know what i mean it's just any kind of racing as far as like motocross and supercross and all that kind of stuff right yeah. and i mean it, go ahead joel oh i was gonna say and that would be good if they did because if you think about it our whole industry is is buying from the same people that are you know buying in the mx industry like we're we're doing the same thing we've been spending dollars since you know we started racing with these same companies so well and i think that some of you're hitting on the same thing that i think steve tries to go into because he's like you know i he literally said he's like i have no problem with quad guys then the very next thing he said was they support our brands same thing same thing. And then when we talk about all the respect, the respect comes from the top level guys. We've talked about this, but mm-hmm. when you talk about, again, like even filling Heath in at the, at Ironman at the end of last year, Eli Tomac's watching the races tuned in. Ken Roxon's watching the races tuned in. Ferrandis is watching the races and all these guys like that have no cheering interest, AC and Nick way. And, and it's just like, 
all the way down the list. The top level guys respect the top level guys on, in other sports. Doesn't matter if it's two wheel motorcycles, quads. Again, like we talked about tennis, doesn't matter. Yeah. Top level guys respect other, other top guys because you see what it takes for another athlete to get to that level of their sport, plain and simple. Cody, you mentioning Nick Quay and those guys watching at Ironman at, when it was the bikes and the ATVs. I was actually in that tower watching the motos. And yeah. I don't remember which one, but one of them, Nick, was up there with me. And I, I know him, obviously, from like, like motocross stuff and whatnot. And, yeah, yeah. And like he was impressed. He's like, man, dude, this is like pretty sick. So that's like, awesome. Yeah, like they, they get it. They get it when they see it, but you really get it when you ride. You'll see it. That's yeah, you just, don't see it often, so that's, that's where it's, it's – yeah. That's, the, that's just further legitimizing what we're saying, but you're exactly right. There's no way you could you could physically see those top-level quad pros do what they're doing and not respect it. It's, the, it's just right. – it's simply, simply put, it's the guys that haven't seen it. That's where we're getting this kind of lack of uh, respect from or whatever. But, you know, we, like, like Jeffrey said, you kind of broke it down in a good way that we've obviously seen the bike guys because we're, we're huge, you know, motocross, supercross fans, and that's where our respect comes from. If you flip-flop that, if, if you showed those guys what – you guys are capable of firsthand. There's no way they couldn't respect it. So um, perfect way, perfect way to end it. There's so much respect there to any of you guys. We can kind of even go around the, around the, around the table here, but do you guys have any parting words that you want to leave um, for the listeners as we wrap this whole thing up for good? I'm probably catch crap for this too, but it's like, just <laughs> not necessarily squash it, but like, like the respect needs to, to be more mutual, I guess. Even if you haven't seen it, haven't ridden, ridden an ATV, every bike guy that, that is good or even, even not good needs to understand, like, these guys are athletes just, just as any bike guy is or any other sport. And at the end of the day, it's all the same mindset. Like, they're going out there to be the best they are at what they do, and the same with, with any bike guy or other sport. Like, you train to be the best at what you do no matter what it is, I guess. So – Absolutely. Yeah, I appreciate Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah, he's, oh, we're for, we're that guy, he's, he's, he's Harrison's a pretty good guy, everybody. Just to let you guys know. Yeah, boy. Uh, he's, he's pretty he's pretty cool. He's pretty good. I told dude. you. I told you. He's gonna be one of the top, you know, the top bike guys like quad guys cheer for, guaranteed. Yeah. Heath Harrison. Heath Harrison now. Hey, I'm gonna be the only I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna eventually end up racing one of these ATV races in the beginner <laughs> class, and I'm gonna be that guy that's like cheering in the beginner class. That's gonna be me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, we'll be cheering for you. Oh yeah. Yeah. We'll be rooting you on. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. What about Joel or Jeffrey? You got anything that you want to leave the listeners with as we kind of tie up this ATV, you know, motorcycle, all this talk. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. So I just want to finish it off with, um, you know, I've had a blast riding with these guys, hanging out this and that. I've made a lot of friends at club, like I said before, and, you know, we've all had really good times together on the track, off the track. And, you know, it's nothing negative out of that the whole time I've been there. So I'm super pumped on that. And I'm pumped to have the support from, from Heath and Jace and the Phoenix team. And um, definitely just want to say, like, I I'm willing to talk to anyone about ATV racing. But like I said, I think it needs to kind of be squashed and this whole, you know, if we want to do the, the challenge, that's fine. I would love to do it. It'd be super fun. And I think, you know, Brayton thinks the same. It would be a good time. But 
at the same time, let's like he said, mutual respect out of everyone, you know, for the most part, and uh, just move on with it and, and, you know, hope we all get back racing soon. Um, but one yep. thing I, I will say to Steve, if he ever does listen, like he said earlier, I'd have to start racing a dirt bike to be a failed dirt bike rider. Um, but get me on the show and, and I'll give you a little bit of what I think about on that. But, uh, you know, I do appreciate what, you know, like what he's doing, giving us a little bit of PR. Um, but at the same time, I, I think, you know, he, he needs to talk to, to one of us just to get, get a feel for us and get, you know, you know, an opinion out of a person like one of us, you know, ATV top guy. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, like Joel's saying, just, just think, you know, we got to thank them because they are giving us some PR. Um, and it's, it's really, uh, it's really good because we don't get that from, from that side of the sport. And I also just wanted to thank, uh, you know, Heath and Joel and, and, and you Cody and, and, uh, and Dallas back there and everybody involved in this podcast. Cause it's, it's great. Cause it's always positive. You know, we don't want to bash yeah. anybody. We're not trying to bash. We're just, we're just trying to talk and have fun and, and laugh. And I think we've done oh, a lot yeah. of that. This, 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 <laughs> this particular podcast in, in particular, you know, like Heath and, and everything having him here was great. Just, just, uh, to have somebody on, on, you know, that has some experience of riding that four-wheeler. And it was just, uh, yeah, like I said, it's, it's great to be on here and uh, great to talk positive things about the sport and, and both sides and, and uh, have that mutual respect. And I think we just all need to do it, like you're saying. Just all have that mutual respect that we're trying to be the best think, we are. You know, yeah. at, Does at, everyone at just ride a damn quad? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's, uh, that's what really it's cool. Yeah, I want to yeah. thank you guys. Uh, we appreciate it, obviously, the kind words. But um, again, we just wanted to do this. We wanted to do the follow-up. We've been doing this from the beginning um, just to try to, to get some respect on the quad name, but um, also show these guys, like, hey, we're just the four-wheeled version of them. Like, yes, it's apples to oranges trying to compare the two, but it's still motocross. We're still built the same way. We still love this stuff. It's just the four wheel version. So it's not ATV versus motocross as a, as a divide it's ATV versus motocross as like, Hey, we're just a different breed of the same, same deal. That's what it is. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Just, just like the video game, you can play both sides, you know, just whatever you want to do. There you go. There you go. Well, that, that, that's a wrap guys. Awesome way to end this thing. Um, thank you so much for your time again tonight. Uh, helping me, you know, kind of finish up to the, this debate, wrap it up for the final time. Um, again, guys, thank you so much. You're always welcome here. So stay safe, stay healthy and come back soon. Yeah. Thanks. thanks uh, yep, thank Heath, you. Yeah. Heath, I'll, uh, I'll see you Monday, buddy. Yeah. Let's go baby. Uh Oh, <laughs> That's it, guys. Proud to bring a little bit of everything tonight, a bunch of different takes, content you won't find anywhere else, and the inside scoop from the stars of the sport. Once again, inserting some knowledge and educated opinion into the conversation. We may not agree with him, but once again, we want to send a big thank you to Pulp MX and Steve Mathis for being such a good sport, for allowing us to use some of his clips, and yes, Steve, for the coverage. Major thanks to our guest tonight, the champ Joel Hetrick, Jeffrey Rastrelli, professional motorcycle racer Heath Harrison, he was a cool guy, Thomas Brown, and my girlfriend Brooke, who is always thinking on behalf of the podcast, just like the rest of us. Thanks as well to producer Dallas Jansen, my brother, who always finds time to fit the podcast into his busy schedule. Thanks, Dallas. Couldn't do it without you. 
Thanks to our sponsors, CST Tires, Yamaha, thanks to Blue Crew, Valvoline, SSI Decals, DID Racing Chain, Namira Technologies, Bronco ATV and UTV Components, Evans Waterless Power Sports Coolant, Forworks Carbon, DP Brakes, Gripped Gloves, Blenders Eyewear, Mountaineer Brand, Avocado Green Mattress, Roman Health, Oats Overnight. We're thankful to add Factory 43 to the list. Check them out at factory43atv.com. And this one makes us want to scream it from the rooftops with pride. Thank you to Wienan Motorsports for partnering with us. Support the brands that support our show and don't forget to use those codes to save. You can find all of our sponsor links and discount codes on our website, diggingdeepatvmx.com. So check them out today along with sponsor links and discount codes diggingdeepatvmx.com is your go-to to to listen to past shows check out different platforms apparel and more all in one place the show is available to anyone and everyone at diggingdeepatvmx.com you can also find us on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify and more basically wherever you find podcasts you'll find the digging deep atvmx podcast show your support for the number one podcast in atv racing by wearing our apparel as i mentioned you know about our shirts but now we have sick looking hoodies as well Purchase on our website today with all proceeds going directly towards constant growth and improvement of the show. Thanks for all the support there. They're selling like crazy. And if you enjoy the show, we encourage you to donate via Patreon if it suits you. Simply visit our website, diggingdeepatvmx.com, and click the support on Patreon button. This contribution will help prompt continued growth and improvement of the show, and perks will be available to those who contribute, including hearing your name on the show. We greatly appreciate the support there. And don't forget about your way to be a part of the show via our voicemail line. Whether you have questions, topic suggestions, business inquiries, a rant, or something you just want to get off your chest, call us and leave a voicemail anytime at 920-569-3519. That's 920-569-3519. Thanks for that, and we can't wait to hear from you. Follow the show on social media, Digging Deep ATVMX Podcast, and myself, Cody Jansen, for additional behind-the-scenes content and breaking news during this crazy time. But for now, stay safe, stay healthy, social distance, and keep that support coming while we keep the fire content coming as well. When you hear this, we will have eclipsed a million downloads to date, and that milestone is all thanks to you. ATV community, stand up. We'll keep providing content for your possible newfound downtime as high-quality listening material is more in-demand than ever before. You know I love the screenshots showing us that you're listening, so send those in and I promise to keep sharing them. It's a simple and effective way to help spread the word. So please subscribe to the show, give us a rating, tell your friends, share our posts, wear our shirts and hoodies. It all helps spread word about us while growing the sport that we love. With that... For Joel Hetrick, Jeffrey Rastrelli, Heath Harrison, Thomas Brown, Brooke, Dallas Jansen, and I'm your host, Cody Jansen. Thanks for listening to the number one podcast in ATV Racing, a million downloads and counting. Until next time, thanks for joining us in Digging Deep with the Stars of ATV Motocross. guys were hauling ass for real i remember watching doug gus i don't know who it was steel city running the same times friday afternoon as james stewart was on sunday back then at steel city i i would need to check this out I, I, i'm dead serious it was mental i've never seen quads go that fast it's not easy steve it's not easy listen jb <laughs> no, it's, it's not easy. i don't want to hear quads are freaking gnarly.
He's got more DNFs than James Stewart. See ya. Love ya. You don't have two big red. What the? <laughs> like, 